0: yep we back again today's guest of course is 606 my guy what it do what's good bro just chilling man yes sir yes sir man i tried so one of the episodes that i'm gonna bring out man i tried to uh add some i tried to go into the whole engineering field and put some music under it you know it's gonna probably come out horrible as fuck but you know it's just me trying software you're using um audacity Yeah, that's dope. Okay, I I wouldn't know. I just thought it was. It just looked like it was gonna be something decent, so I ran with it. Um, and we'll just see how it turns out. You know, I didn't know how. I was like, Yo, this takes a lot of fucking work to sit there and do that. It does. It
1: really Uh, does. Anytime you integrating two different mediums like that, you add a whole new layer of complexity to what it is you already know. So your your skill set is gonna get challenged.
0: All the way all the way and I did at at no point did I like what I was hearing at no point and I was just like yo for now until I you know become a a jack of all trades or 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 master at it or decent enough b level a level I'm gonna just you know for now I just keep it as it is you know it's not nothing that I'm uh continue to do I just wanted to try something different with one of my episodes so we'll see what's up work okay how was your week man
1: and it was all right it was one of those one of those weeks where um i was trying to fly solo on the job and shit because my partner had to go on first ship to take on some training and shit and it kind of put me in a space where well i could take this time since i'm not interacting with another human being i can like focus on some stuff that i want to study while i'm working so i was like i took that time of like listening to some podcasts listening to some music um, doing some writing in between, you know, what I'm saying projects that I was working on, and you know, what I'm saying just having these, these, uh, these epitomies <laughs> You know what I mean? You know how like you sit and you just start coming to these self realizations about some things.
0: Oh, epiphany. Okay.
1: So I came to a few, uh, a few of those in the process, and I was thinking to myself, this would be a good time to really be smoking while this is going on. <laughs> I could, if I could roll up right now, <laughs> man. I could like translate this into something a little greater and more valuable. But these experiences, it was a good week for that. You know what I'm saying? So it kind of gave me some ideas about new directions I want to take things in creatively.
0: So, um, so with him moving the first, the, the, another shift, is that because there's advancement on,
1: on his part, on that person's behalf? No, nah, it's one of those things where uh, the department is taking on a different <laughs> workload, they're training all of us and different, uh, on, you know what I'm saying? And they're breaking us up and training us. Pretty much in the same shit but they're just spreading it out across weeks so this person goes to first shift for one week i'll be going to first shift to train maybe in another week and a half two weeks and do the same thing that they trained on and kind of they want to kind of expand our our skill set because our previous skill set is becoming obsolete Mm. okay kind of like integrating new skills and new new technologies into what we're doing yeah and our previous stuff we're handing that over to the operations side of things you know what i'm
2: saying
1: because our role is more of a support role than anything so do you prefer to be first shift or a graveyard i i prefer third shift over over second shift i'll do a first shift it's just my thing about first shift Just the whole uh cutting my date short so if I got any type of appointments, I either got to take the day off, take a half a day or rush and get that shit done when I get off work. Whereas on third shift, if I got anything I need to do during the day, I can just get off work, get it done, come home, get some sleep. You know what I'm saying? That's the that's the major benefit of working third.
0: Gotcha. I tried that uh, for I think it was like a month, two weeks to a month or something like that uh, when I was working and another had doing a retail job years and years and years ago. And I was like, man, this ain't this ain't for the week, man. Like you, you really have to build up a mindset and ha- have the habit to do something like that. And even though I got used to it for a little bit I was like, nah, I, I choose, I choose to be uh, in the morning. Cause you know, like the same way you feel about it is the same way I feel about it. Anything I need to do, I just do it when I get home or or I'll just wait for the weekend or something like that. Well, I, like, for me, what you don't do, I take the day off and just and just get it done and out the way. Right. I, I didn't I didn't enjoy that at all, man.
1: Yeah. This is one like I said, it took a little getting used to. I've been doing the shit for fucking down there 16 to 18 years. It's third shift anyway, so it's like, like the time that I, if anytime I ever have to go to first shift, it's never like an inconvenience or anything like that. But with me working working third shift, I get off work. If I'm if I'm gonna come home and work on some music or something like that, I get my get all my sounds and shit because I've been. Thinking on it all night anyway, so I can get right to it as soon as I get in. Get me a nap in. Wake up maybe like four in the evening. You know what I'm saying? Do what I got to do in the evening. Still work on some more shit. Take another nap. Go to work. You know what I'm saying? I kind of give myself an extra 16 hours of productivity if I need to for two days. Okay. Okay. I definitely see
0: that happening. I definitely see that, see how, see how that would uh pan out but I just couldn't do it man. I was like, "Yo, this this crazy. Yeah, I was I would be loopy and shit and and the worst part was when someone would like call me or if I had company over and they would wake me up out my sleep then I would just be up.
1: I would just be up for for a while. Right. I think that's where I kind of like I kind of band down the hatches a little bit and kind of like start creating some structure for myself so my structure would be if I come when I come home from work if I got anything I want to do creatively I already having a lot amount of time that I want to spend on that now if it goes over that amount of time it is what it is but usually I give myself like two to three hours of productivity on music or whatever I'm working on and then I go ahead shower up I take my nap sleep four or five hours get up start prepping some food you know start eating for the evening do some working out whatever I'm gonna do probably watch a little TV, watch you know I'm saying? watch some podcasts, shit like that, take another nap, and that's another three, four hours nap. So I'm still getting my eight hours sleep, I'm just spreading it out across the day. Yeah, yeah. On average though, like, if you think about it like this, we haven't really as a, as a species or even as a society been getting this amount of sleep consecutively, consistently, until like the 20th century anyway. When the, With the invention of the light bulb, artificial light is the reason why we sleep the hours we sleep you know what i'm saying prior to that we were like taking naps all the time a lot of people don't know that (laughs) you know what i'm saying we think that we just fucking worked eight 16 hours a day came home and just napped all night no man that shit was split up dude it's like our 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 body rhythms are different than it used to be because of artificial light yeah
0: yeah, I think yeah, as at certain parts of the world they have times where you have to stop doing what you're doing or whatever it is if you're working or something it ain't just for prayer and things like that so people just take a break and and and, and step aside and refresh and get yep. themselves together so definitely um I was listening to no I was going to listen to the podcast that you sent me but i didn't have i didn't make i didn't make any time yet so I'll probably try. Uh, Monday on my way to work and just let it play while I, while I'm on the bus heading
1: into the um heading into downtown it was kind of relevant i only sent it cuz it was relevant to the conversation we had okay and i kind of thought it was like when i was listening to it like damn you know we just had this conversation and uh they were kind of going in like they were taking some real deep dives on a lot of that subject matter so i figured you probably appreciate some of what they were talking about
0: okay yeah i'm i'm definitely check it out though
1: um, i had a good
0: conversation with uh with, 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 with carl we chopped it up for for a little bit it's crazy that you know like b- before we get on here um the conversation to be for because i sometimes i let people know that i'm about to log on you know what i mean and and, and sometimes they're like oh yeah go ahead let's do it we can go ahead and chop it up before the before it starts man right. you, you you look up man some of these conversations would be three hours in total before before you uh actually go live and do everything. And then I know I have episodes that are just recorded that are like four hours by itself, just the recorded part and a total of three hours, two t- sometimes two to three hours off the uh off the air. You know what I mean? I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So me and him was able to sit around and chop it up and have a good
1: ass conversation for a while. Yeah. I mean, I learned that like a lot of times, like uh pregame and post-game always be like way deeper than the actual game so like like how it is like recording when we have our studio sessions and shit man it's like we chopping it up and going over all these different ideas and different just these different perspectives and takes on just random shit and that's what kind of influences the recording session but the recording session might just only be three hours but we didn't sat and chopped it up five or six hours prior to that so that's an entire day of just really building yeah recording a handful of songs
0: Absolutely. We'll sit around, drink, chill out, talk, talk about the day or what we what we've been listening to or what's been going on in the current events and everything like that. And split that up in, in between uh, getting the music done and everything.
1: Right. Who, just a, a process. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm saying It's just part of the process. Yeah. What, I, is there any music artists you listening to right now? Dude, I haven't listened to anything current dude i've been like listening to uh off the wall and thriller and shit like that bro i've been listening to like a lot of old shit just really like listening to the production styles and the writing styles and the and and just you know what I'm saying just just getting an idea of what it took to create that stuff because like again you know we live in a digital era everything is recorded uh mostly through software and produced through software now so a lot of this stuff you kind of get taken for granted when it comes to like the creativity that it took to actually even build some of those songs because i and i say build because when i listened to like i was listening to thriller and somebody had did a video where they had the stems mm-hmm. and i guess he got hold of the stems and he was like showing like what each one of those layers of music sound like and each one one of those layers of vocals what they sounded like individually and i was like that song was absolutely built. That song was structured. You can almost, you can tell that it was like a painstaking process, because keep in mind it was re- they was recording that shit on reels. Correct, correct. And you hear like the, the shit that Michael Jackson, like Michael Jackson had jewelry on, and you can hear his jewelry like clanking in the background and shit like that, or he's snapping his fingers. You know, you ain't supposed to be doing none of that shit when you're recording, but shit, they kept it in there. You know what I'm saying?
0: How the hell did he, whoever... are they an engineer or something how do you get how do you get a a hold of the stems
1: uh there's a guy he's on instagram i think his name his instagram name is sessions sessions and i found him through uh following d nice dj d nice Mm -hmm. and uh do uh his entire his entire page is like him like, demonstrating the production style with different artist stems. And he had, like, all the stems from fucking... Uh, from Off the Wall, Thriller, and Bad. I don't know how he got them. I think he got them somehow... He got access to them or some shit like that.
0: Yeah, somebody must trust him.
1: Yeah. And, you know, because Michael Jackson is not here in his, and he can't necessarily speak for himself in any, any situations. Ain't no telling how the family probably, like... You know what I'm saying? They probably have a, a pay scale when it comes to access to that shit.
0: And they, or they don't even know what the stems are. they probably just like, give us the songs. And he's just like, no, I got the actual breakdown of, you know, the boards and, and every instrument played, you know, was that the ADATs and all that all that
1: crazy shit. Damn, that's crazy, man. Hey, dude had like, uh, he was like playing Beat It and it was instruments going on in the background. I didn't even know we we're there, dude. I'm listening to this shit it's like you hear it it was like vocal uh sections that were happening that that were present that i didn't even know were there dude i'm listening to that shit i'm like the fuck when he played it all together it all made sense but like hearing that shit individually i was like dude i need to step my shit up (laughs)
0: And and then you know like they don't do studios like they used to uh uh, certain studios used to have like the nine speakers all over the room where you can hear the different instruments and everything playing like that man like you don't even get music recorded like that no more I don't think because I, I haven't been to a studio lately but yeah right. listening to music when people are live recording and they're doing like instrumentation and everything is something totally different than just being around rappers and, and someone like synthesizing a, a track and putting it together that way I and mean, I, w- I wish I could have been there for uh, certain sessions like that.
1: Thanks. It's a big deal, man. Absolutely. That's really why I've been listening to a lot of that old shit, man. It's like seeing what he was doing, and it just made me dig back deeper. I was listening to a lot of uh, old Earth, Wind, and Fire sessions. You know what I'm saying? Listening to some old Frankie Beverly and Maze. You know, just listening to, like, just the way they used to produce. You know, songs were, like, eight, nine minutes long. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It was all musical. It wasn't, like, just filler. It was, like, jam sessions. Yeah, Parliament, all those guys.
0: Um, Another guy, well, the reason why I asked you is because I wanted to know if you uh, listen to a guy named Idris Muhammad.
1: I heard the name before, but never listened to Yeah, him.
0: so what I do uh, with my, uh, I got Apple Music, just, you know, and I just let it play. But when I do it, you hit create a uh, station for that artist and it'll just play all this like dope ass music that, you know, is within his genre or anything related around that, that era or whatever. And it, it pumps out some really good music. Really uh, dope ass music. Like,
1: what is it though? It's like is it uh, like jazz? Is it hip hop based jazz and funk?
0: Dope. Yeah, you, jazz and funk. I'm gonna put that in my search now. Absolutely. I think you should, man. It's it's just like some really, really good ass music. Um, and if I don't do that, then uh I listen to what's this uh guy's name He does the soundtracks, Hans Zimmer. I listen to him. My- yeah, Hans Zimmer. I got a ton of his stuff in my in my archive. Yeah, I turn that I turn that shit on him or uh the young brother that uh Ludwig uh Gorenson that did uh Mandalorian. I, I, I let that play when I create the station or whatever and shit jams out. Best thing about the Apple music, you know, like I when you listen to it, there are no there are no uh, ads, so like the music just playing. You're just getting all music all the time. Right, I love that
1: shit. Yeah, that's that's the that's the 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 upside to the invention of modern music. Mm-hmm. The downside of it is is the technical quality of it isn't as good as it probably used to be. But the access to so much music, it, it kind of like makes you not even consider what you're losing in fidelity, you know, fidelity and shit you just like, damn, man, I got so much. I can reach out and listen to anything. Yeah, you like ownership of it because, you know, back in the day we had cassettes and CDs and blah, blah, blah. But I don't know, man. It's like the invention of, of streaming. Because streaming, let's be real. Streaming was just was created to counteract piracy. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, prior to fucking iTunes and, and Spotify, People were people were out here fucking streaming everything and, and ripping everything and sharing everything. Yeah, yeah. I got a bunch, got a bunch of files that I got that were ripped. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, was, and also, you think about it like this: it, you say so much hard hard drive space strictly streaming.
0: Absolutely, because you, cause you ain't downloading it and trying to keep all this shit. Facts. Keep the consp- the computer space uh pretty uh pretty open and available.
1: It's a, it's a it's a, it's a I guess it's a it's a plus and a minus to both sides of it. It is,
0: it is. Uh, but I, I, I do enjoy listening to those guys: Hans Zimmer, uh, Ludwig uh, Gorenson. I hope I say this name right. And then uh, Idris Muhammad, man, it, it just be right. with some really dope music uh, to kind of like listen to. And I'd be trying to, especially with Idris Muhammad, like when his station comes on. There's so many different artists that play as well. So I'm always trying to get in tune with like the, the instrumentation and you hear so many different, so many different um, instruments playing because it's uh, like it's jazz and it's funk and everybody gets their turn or everybody's jamming in, 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 in the back. Same way when I listen to uh, Fearless Flyers, it's the same thing like they're, it's like a funk band and when they're jamming out, you got like three guys on a guitar and then one guy playing the drums. So you got like the bass guitar, you got like this, uh, the electric guitar. There's like so many different elements happening at one time. And then you'll have like uh, different guests come on and and jam out with them. So you might have like a, a someone with a trombone jump on there and play. I I I just love that type of instrumentation, man. It, it, I am not I am not far removed from that. That's that's one of the most beautiful things about music is the actual
1: the actual playing of music. I think that. And it's kind of crazy because it's all about perception. Like our generation was fortunate enough where that was still like it was still prevalent for the longest time for us. So like anybody coming up now in this era, all they care about is 808s and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like the newer kids, anybody born after 2000, they mostly only care about 808s and cents and who flipped the sample. You know what I'm saying? They're not even... They're not even aware of like the history prior to that. If nobody's around them to actually give them that history. It's it's like it's crazy, bro. Like I'll I use my my daughter as an example. Diana knows music because she grew up in a musical household, right? But her generation could give a fuck less about what, what they did to produce it, what what instrumentation was used, as long as that shit knock. All they care about is do it rock. <laughs> Cause everything, Absolutely. everything is a vibe for them. That's yeah. it, a vibe. Is it a vibe? And I'm like, uh, well maybe it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean?
0: And then to, to me, it was like, is it a vibe? Like, nigga, do you hear the guy playing the guitar?
1: Like, like dude, listen to that shit break down. Look at what's, listen to what's happening in the background of that. Like, or you listen, they listen to a song. Like, let's say I use uh, gotta be starting something. I listened to that song, and then it never even fucking occurred to me that there was only two vocalists on that song. And the majority of those vocals was one person. That's crazy to me, because when you listen to that song, it sounds like he had hired background singers and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? And, on, and the second vocalist was his little sister. Hmm. Okay. It, <laughs> so Michael did all the vocals, with the exception of the female vocal that was there, and you don't even know what's there.
0: I could well for me growing up in, in a music home too, and, and, and the choirs and everything. Like I could totally understand that, and I think we all have heard sessions of me singing songs. Yeah, it's, right.
1: it's just me. Yeah, you're doing all those layers, and see that's that's where that's where we come from, though. So like we have this understanding of how music is constructed. However, there some things are just magical, fucking. Uh, it's like the magician using sleight of hand. You know what I'm saying? Like. Quincy Jones was that person. He was, he was constructing with the bare minimum. He knew that he had a budget. He was working with the biggest artists of the time. And he was going to do something that hadn't been done before. He,
0: he did created, some dope shit, man.
1: He created a musical opera. Because that's what Thriller is, a fucking opera, dude. If you listen to that album, that album is a fucking opera. There are themes on that album that don't exist in R&B or pop. Ever. Uh, thriller, dude. Thriller. Think about what that song is about. who the fuck like nobody nobody prior to and nobody after him has done a song with that type of theme (laughs) you know what i'm saying or the song he did with paul mccartney the girl is mine the way that song that song i can tell that that song was like a a light bulb over the head of future producers because there's a part on that song where him and uh paul were like talking back and forth and shit yeah about and you you think about it, that's where you get like uh Mr. Telephone Man and shit like that. Uh you, know, you get Monica
0: and Brandy, the voyage mine.
1: You know what I'm saying? It was shit that was happening on that song. And not to say that he 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 pioneered it, but whatever happened prior to that, you don't think about what that was. You think about this song. You think about Billy Jean. Billy Jean is another operatic song. That song is an opera, dude. Most of that album opera- that's crazy, isn't it? That album, album is dedicated to the idea that Billy Jean tried to set him up with a baby. Most of that album is dedicated to that,
0: and, and songs reaching a crescendo, dude. getting to this epic climactic point, and then like that's crazy.
1: It's insane, bro. I'm that's just listening, to, and I'm just trying to enjoy the music. Like, dude, I'm so blown away by because you come to this new realization as an adult because I'm hearing it with mature ears. Not to say I hadn't listened to the album in years. But because I'm listening to it in the in the context that I'm listening to it in, I'm not just listening to it for the entertainment value. You now I'm mean, I'm listening to it, fucking deconstructing the whole fucking album in my head. I'm yeah. Like, this shit is genius.
0: Yeah, you're not listening to it as a fan or as a person who's having memories and emotions attached to it. You're listening to it as a person that's uh, musically inclined and, yes. and and you're dealing with it differently. Yeah, I do that all the time though, bro. I do that all the time, and that. Look,
1: modern rap no more
0: it's the same i think it's the same for me because i i rarely so when i do when i do listen to rap it's probably something i grew up on right it's probably not anything uh from the latest genre like recently last week i was listening to uh maybe the last two weeks i was listening to bone thugs and hummy like all their uh uh from when they first came out up until when they did the art of war i was listening to all that for like like a week or two but then anything other than that is like Idris Muhammad and the guys that I, I I mentioned previously or anything else with some actual live instrumentation because I love that. Cause I'm trying to, you there's things that I'm picking up on like, wow, I didn't hear that the, uh, before when I was listening to it. You know what I mean? And, and I, I'm, I'm just big on instrumentation.
1: Same here. Same here, bro. I'm like, I'm like listening to things now from a, from the context of uh, just the, the, the most rudimentary sound that's happening in the background. Like if I hear like a clicker, if mm-hmm. I hear it, if I am listening to the rhythm of it, I'm listening to it, so I'm like, damn, that mother used a, a a scrape box, and you hear that that
2: yeah
1: yeah <laughs> yeah, and he's like using the way that you're using it is like that. It ain't like they're just filling in space. It actually has like has a, a musical purpose. And you, you know, you grow up listening to music or you grew up taking music classes and you hear it and you have an appreciation for it. But it's different when you like, when you just go back and just do yourself the the the, the fucking service of just deconstructing it for the sake of doing so. Yeah. Like, yes. I do that a lot when I'm just riding the whip. You know, I just put on a playlist or something like that, of just some oldies.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh what's the name of the song? Uh uh I want to thank you, Heavenly Father. Okay. I listen to that song and I'm hearing stuff that I never heard outside of the environment that I'm used to hearing that song. I'm used to hearing that song in like cookouts and stuff like that. I'm used to hearing that song in little, you know what I'm saying, kickback parties. Yeah. But like just hearing it in a whip and like listening to the production on it and the vocal ranges that she's using, singing it. I'm like, damn, this song is, this song has some complexity to it. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's just different because like a, like i'm saying i'm listening to it from a, a a musician's perspective
0: you know the only person i think that might actually do it in in the current generation is Zaytoven because he plays
1: instruments oh definitely yeah and he's uh he's heavy in the church and i know he uses a lot of what he does in church you know in his production style when he's not working in the church music yeah because i um
0: someone was playing his music for me and it was a it was a trap beat and in the end the breakdown was going i'm like what the what is this and He was like, that's Zaytoven. I'm saying like, he do that all the time. He's like, all the time. Like, that's you know, he put he put all these different elements into his mouth. I was like, okay, I'll
1: fuck with him then. I'll I think fuck he, with him. he gotta because he's so plugged into like the, the culture, he understands like how to give people what they want to hear and still do what he wanna do. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm pretty sure he, he holds back a lot, but even even in that, he's like pouring into different elements of his bag, you know what I'm saying? He knows that he can put, put some keys together. You know what I'm saying, come up with some 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 core progressions. Most people don't even expect to hear on that right. type of. Another person that does that is a dude named London. He produces for uh, Young Thug and Summer Walker.
0: We got London on a track that that one.
1: If you think about that song he did, uh, if it ain't about the money, with uh, Ti and Young Thug, or you listen to what's another song he did for Thug Man. Uh, I can't even think of it because I don't really listen to Thug that heavy. But I do know that like the the, just the chord progressions he he used on uh if it ain't about the money, the way those keys roll off. Like if you listen to it outside, if you take all the words off that song and just listen to the musicality of it, sound old school as hell.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: And then if
0: we go into the era where we come from, you got Pimp C and Starface. Yeah, absolutely. And we got Dungeon Family.
1: Um, yeah, Rico sure. Wade, Rico Wade, and the gang was nasty with it. You know, society of soul and shit. Yeah,
0: so no yeah. I love, I love, I love musicianship, man. When people can r- really get down on the instruments and play, play at a level that you are not expecting. and and that's why I was, t- I was having a conversation with someone about it. It was like, uh, "Hip hop isn't music." And I was like, you have, you have very little understanding of what you're listening to then, because even Kanye, when he's sampling, you might have a saxophonist or something in the background playing. You might have a bass guitar in the background playing. Manny Fresh uses, uses live instrumentation at times. Like there's different artists that, that, that do it. You just don't have an awareness of it because you don't hear it. Like I hear it and there are plenty of other people that hear the music in the background.
1: I had a similar conversation with somebody. We were talking about um, we were talking about Kanye's latest album, and I only listened to it maybe twice. I, I was, haven't uh, heard it. I listened to it, and I was like, you know what? I I I always understand where he's coming from creatively, but I don't understand his motivation sometimes with the, his choices. But I get that Kanye doesn't make music for now. He always makes music that he wants you to come back and listen to later. Mm. i've started to i started to realize that dude it's like and what really kind of like nailed that home for me was when he came out with uh late registration okay late registration is a long fucking album yeah it's a follow-up to college dropout right but it does so many new things that weren't present for him and when i think back on his uh when i think back on his uh rollout for that he was ta- he was working with uh He was working with a lot of rock producers and and engineers and trying to get that sound to be a particular way. And when I started listening to it, uh, when I listened to it again, like recently, maybe like six months ago, it dawned on me like he made this album so you can go back and reflect on what you felt back then when the album dropped. And it'll make you kind of, and you start thinking about each one of his albums in that context, whether you like the album or not, those albums kind of resonate with a certain group of people. You know, so he's not just making songs so he can have a hit on the charts.
0: No. And then the instrumentation on it tells you that, too. Like, he was really trying to craft.
1: Yeah. Even though you might not get it in that moment, because, again, if people live in, we live in this society in a day day and time where everything is kind of like microwave. You know what I'm saying? It has a short lifespan, has a short shelf life or whatever. He don't give a shit about that. He's just going to keep on producing the type of music that you'll go back to and be like, damn, I remember that day. Yeah.
0: Well, this song made me feel this way back then at that time. Yeah. Th- this song right here got me through a certain transition period in my life or a certain moment in my life.
1: Where I remember when I was uh, like, I remember the fact that when that album, when late registration dropped, I remember like what the weather was like when I heard that album. You know what I'm saying? I remember I had, you know, I remember what my studio setup was looking like. I, you know what I'm saying? It's just, It's, it's kind of crazy how he, because he he doesn't just go for low vibe. Uh, he doesn't have a low vibe approach. He just has a musical approach. He has like a, a artistic approach. It's like painting some shit, you know. Like a lot of people do graffiti, where it's like just a tag.
0: Yeah. Other
1: people go murals. They
0: do murals and pieces. Yeah.
1: These albums are pieces. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Absolutely, it, but it, it's it's all it seems to have always been been that way in 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 a good percentage of the music that he puts out though i don't i i I didn't listen to the last couple of joints that he released but up until what was it late registration Mm -hmm. uh when he did diamonds out forever like when i was listening i was like dude he ain't dude the dude is on some other shit man like he he ain't just making like he he making pieces he making moments in time
1: yeah. Think, and, that's the, and that's the thing I'm saying, like when when 808 came out, people were like, man, he using auto-tune. No, he ain't just using auto-tune, though. You know what I'm saying? Like he's used auto-tune was a thing of the moment. So he used it as a medium. So it wasn't the focal point of the album, whereas like Wayne was using auto-tune, it became the focal point of his style. You know what I'm
0: saying? Yeah, but with, with Ye, I it, I feel that. And I think, well, yeah, he was trying to take it to another level. Like if y'all gonna
1: do it, do something
0: dope with it. You know, like, don't just.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Same thing with sampling. You're like, yeah, I did all that sampling. I, I sampled a bunch of old school shit. I sped up the sample. Y'all wanted me to do it. Y'all still want me to do that again. But I've done that already. I can flip samples all day, but I'm an artist. Let me continue to find new new mediums to right. use for my
0: art. And then he got to the point where he started using his own voice as an instrument on certain songs.
1: Yep. Yeah. And the thing is, is he's afforded that creativity through, you know what I'm saying, his contractual obligations and making the money back on his budgets and blah, blah, blah. And he's doing what every independent artist should already be doing, but most of them are scared to do it because they want a deal. You know what I'm saying? So like most of, these, most of these independent artists have all the flexibility Kanye got right now. He's showing my like, dude, you can do this shit. There's no reason you can't be me already. You know what I'm saying? The but only like, thing all he has is money and access.
0: But I think we talked about that before. Like people are, people aren't afraid. People are afraid to step out and do what it is they actually want to do because they're doing it to get a record deal just to cover them. You know, and, and a record deal is so pleasing. The access of it is so pleasing to them that they. Instead of them just making dope music, but you know, it is. It's it's not for everybody. You know, making the music that you actually want to make.
1: Right, and that's just what it is, though, man. It's like that. It's having that full understanding, though, because we all, everybody's motivated by something different. Everybody, yeah. everybody who goes to the to the league ain't there to be Kobe Bryant. That's a fact. I'm just trying to get some money so they can move their family out of the hood. Larry Hughes is a great
0: example of that. You know, his brother was sick or whatever, uh, whatever he was. And he said, I'm going to go to the league so I can take care of my brother and the rest of my family. And we can get these uh, surgeries or this medicine for him. And I'm going to get out the way. And that's basically what he did. I don't know how long, I don't even know how long Larry Hughes played, but I do know he played for Philly, Golden State, and maybe, oh, and Cleveland. So maybe he did the ground for 10 or 12 years, but he made his money and bounced out the way. He didn't,
1: did nobody even bat an eye. That's what that's that was Scottie Pippen's thing. Scottie Pippen joined the NBA because the way his family was living was not pleasing. And he knew that he was the one that was going to carry it on his back. Did he expect to be part of a fucking superstar team? I don't think he gave a shit about that. All he gave a fuck about is getting the money. So that's why he never even, even though he didn't get paid his worth early on, he was there for a purpose. Yeah. His purpose, his purpose in that moment mattered more to him than the 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 stardom. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's motivated by something different.
0: Absolutely. And then if you go to boxing, it was the same way with Sugar Ray Leonard. Sugar Ray Leonard said, you know, at the Olympics, I was done. I was going to go get a job, you know, do school or something like that. But when you're looking at the situation your family in, it calls for me to take a different stance. So I chose to go pro.
1: Same thing with Mike Tyson, bro. Mike Tyson, that was just an outlet for him. You know what I'm saying? He had all this aggression. He was in trouble. He, you know what I'm saying? Because the motto... It's like, nah, bro. We are gonna do something with
0: this. Yeah, he trained. He told him that you're gonna be the next heavyweight champion. That's in the end of discussion.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's like, again, it's just having that, having that that clarity and and knowing how reality works, bro. It's just knowing that everybody's reality is not the same. We all we all view things from different perspectives. We all exist in the same time bubble, but we're not viewing this. We, there, it's impossible to view the same thing the same way.
0: No, we we're, we're all built different. It don't matter who you are. We could be on the same street corner and see something a, a little different. You know, we, we, we all built that way. And that's what that's what I was telling somebody else um, at work. I was like, man, you can't expect. Everybody to see things the way that you see them, like, why, why are you upset when people when you don't get the results you want from from different people, like everybody's not going to be able to rise to the occasion like you may want to or. They're not going to respond to emails as fast as you want them to, because everybody else may do their job differently. When it's me, I'm locked. Say it. Go ahead.
1: Everybody doesn't have the same uh, sense of urgency for the same situations.
0: Absolutely. And for me, when I'm locked in doing tasks and I got different things going on, the last thing I care about on certain days is an email. So I make sure I get through the major, the, the major part of my day before I go into doing emails. Now in, in between, I may respond here and there, but you can't expect the person to, to dedicate their time to responding to emails. And he, 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 even if they do see them, they may not respond right away because they don't deem it as important, you know? And I was trying to just break that down like, yo, you're a young man. You just don't get it. People have other things to do. You can expect people to respond right away, even with text messages. I have an iPhone. My iPhone says you can show people receipts that you read the message or you don't have to. Right. I left the red, I left it on red, so people can see that I saw the message. So the young lady who I was talking to, she said, I saw that you read the message and you didn't respond. Does it, that means you don't care? I was like, that does not mean I, I I don't care. That's what you think. It means that I read the message. That's all it means. It didn't say that I was responding yeah. and we'll get back to you in 10 minutes.
1: It didn't say that. Right. You, would you rather I read the message and then get back to you when I can or just totally just leave you wondering whether or not I read it at all? Bong, <laughs> bong.
0: Bong, bong. And it, it, and that was the whole thing. Like me and her were having this argument. I was like, that no, that's just your that's your perception, which is for me, it's a misperception because. I don't do that just because it say that I read it. I might have been looking at it at the time when there someone may have walked in and said, hey, I need to speak to you real quick. Or can you do this for me real quick? So in the process of me getting ready to send you a message back, I did not send you
1: one. Bro, you could dead ass just open that fucking app and it'll say you read it. You know what I'm saying? There's, not, there's nothing saying you literally just stared it down and went word for word to make sure that you got a full understanding of what was sent to you what if you just opened it up never got to read it because something else came up and you set your phone down exactly. now it says you read it you know it happens all the time exactly you know but see that that shows also again the misperceptions people prioritize what they deem to be most important to them as opposed yeah. to looking at the larger picture saying damn this man probably does have a few things going on that he needs to tend to
0: yeah, so after that, she didn't want to talk to me because she said I'm i uh, I'm not important to her, or her text messages aren't important, and I, I you know I, me me as a man, you know I I think facts over feelings and logic over emotion when it comes to me. So I didn't even argue with her with her about it, and she said, "Well, this just proves my point." Days later, this just proves my point. You know, you didn't you didn't even take up for yourself. I said there was nothing to defend myself about. You assume. That I didn't respond to your message because I didn't care. I had other shit going on at the hours of eight to five, nine to five. So I did not respond.
1: I got a, I got one for you. All right. This has none, this ain't me, right? But this is uh two people I know. All right, this chick I know, and is she's dating a younger dude. Uh she's usually because she's I think she's about 10, 12 years older than him. Uh, she's usually used to initiating conversation and contact. He's just chilling in the background. He's going out. They're going out having fun. I think they probably hooked up, had sex maybe twice or whatever. She told him it'd be nice sometimes if he initiate the text messages so she know that he thinking about her. He was like, "Cool, all right, I got you." Keep in mind the whole time. This is what this. I'm, I'll tell you what I'm thinking on it in a minute. He initiates text message one day and he was like, good morning. You know, like, it'd be real good to stir up your goods. <laughs> <laughs> and she was thrown off by that. And she was like, wow, I can't believe he came at me like that. And I told, I'm like, you told him to message you to let you know how he, what, that he's thinking about you. And I told her, I said, why are you surprised that he has sexual energy for you? I said, you, You're giving this man all your non sexual time. You think he's just hanging out with you because he needs somebody to hang out with? Right.
0: <laughs> it was like like he's looking for
1: a buddy. Like, like y'all already done fuck once, twice. He waiting to see when you're gonna run the playback. You know what I'm saying? So because he, you want him to be a you know, take initiative, he he, you know what I'm saying? He shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a misperception like the yeah. idea that guys like i got a few female friends i have no sexual interest in or whatever but i don't hang out with them like i hang out with the, the fellas you did what I'm saying? When we hang out or whatever, it's usually in the, con- it's in, in the context of being with the other friends that I have. I'm not going to give her the idea that we're going to have some alone time. I don't ever want no, none of my female friends to think I need alone time with them if there's no intent to be in a sexual situation with them, because I know me. I'm a man. Right. I'm a man. And I'm not saying that a woman's time should be only exchangeable for sexual energy, but most guys who end up in friend zones more times than none, they hang out there because they trying to fuck.
0: Yeah. Uh, That's also a misperception uh, for anybody that's listening that men can't have female friends. I have quite a few. Right. I have quite a few. I have probably a good handful, maybe four, or maybe even five um, that are actual friends.
1: It comes down to value, bro. Yeah, Because like, I got male friends that I don't kick it with very often because the time value doesn't match. You know what I'm saying? And the same thing with women. I think the difference, though, is like what, like with guys, it's already an unspoken, unwritten rule. You don't even have to explain why y'all friends. You know what I'm saying? But for women, like women and men have to shit test each other just to make sure that the friendship is the friendship. Because most women be oblivious that the dude that she got in a friend zone even likes her like that. I, I, I think they're naive.
0: I don't think they're oblivious. I think they be naive.
1: I think it's a combination of both, bro. Word, I word. It's a, I think it's like a lot of it probably comes from like uh not necessarily having enough males in their lives that actually express those ideas to them. Mm-hmm. So they, they just assume because they they us say they went to college. College is the wrong place to do a litmus test for this type of shit. But they went to college and hung out with a bunch of dudes and they became friends with them. And then and they get out here in the world and like that that pool of people spreads out across the nation. Correct. So they're since their access isn't as 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 uh attainable as it was when they were in college like you can just reach out you know what i'm saying go across campus go meet somebody in the library blah 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 on the school campus but in the real world now it's a world full of strangers and you have no idea where people stand right correct that's why, that's why dudes out here get scammed by females you know what i'm saying that's why chicks out here hollering that niggas ain't shit it's the same. It's the same thing because they don't have they don't have a proper they don't have a proper context, and their misperception is is is, is jading them.
0: Yeah, they don't be they don't be checking the energy of the men, of the men that they dealing with,
1: and oh, it's cool, or a nigga think oh she cool as hell, or she think as hell she must really like me because she hanging out with me, or he must he must he he ain't trying to fuck me because he's so respectful of me, or he paying for all the meals because he want to. And he don't expect nothing on the back end because he being a gentleman. A lot of dudes ain't just trying to be a gentleman.
0: No, they trying to smash, pimp.
1: They in the game to win it. You know what I'm saying?
0: Absolutely. But uh, that is, a, that is def- a definite misperception. I have had female friends for years, homegirls. And, they, they, you know, they're not even female friends. They, these are my homegirls. These are the women that if something happened to me, they might stab you. You know what I mean? And and I value them on a very on a very high level, the same way I value my homies, the same way I value you. I can have them over and we can shoot the shit, kick it and talk some shit and everything will be OK. Everybody go home and everything is normal. And I know growing up, dudes were saying there's no such thing as uh, having women as friends. And, and And I never understood that because how do you, to me, at least, how do you know who to talk to then when you having female problems, if you don't have sisters, right? Like for me, it was, I, I needed that, not just uh, for, for women in general, but to have a better understanding of women outside of my sisters and my cousins who are, who I was immediately attached to. Like there's no way that to me in this life you can get through without being able to talk to them about certain things. Cause you don't understand them all the
1: damn time. I think for me, I'm a, cause I'm a people watcher and I'm a student of life. So like, my thing is, is like, I learned, I watch how, and it's always been this way. I've always watched how women treat their female friends. And it helped me understand why they want male friends, why they need male friends. I watch how guys treat their male friends and understand why certain men just cannot have female friends. And some can't, you know what I'm saying? It really is a, it's a familial, familial thing. It's like how, how, like I don't, I don't hang out with nobody that I don't feel at least a familial bond with. I can't just hang out with complete strangers and be like, "Hey, we cool now." You know what I'm saying? If I don't feel like there's some sort of connection there, it's it is what it is. That shit dead in the wind. And it's the same thing with like hanging out with females. I do realize that like a lot of like I don't, I don't, I don't hang out with a lot of chicks. I got, I got a, a nice cluster of female friends that I consider to be close friends. But I do, I, I, I kind of view them from the angle of like. I kinda of, they always need me to teach them shit
2: mm-hmm. you get
1: know what I'm saying and it's not it's not something I sought out, but I think that they pick up from me a vibe that i'm a i'm a i'm a source I'm a fountain of information about men they understand they can learn about men through me you know what I'm saying and I wonder if that's what a lot that's what a lot of our our gender issues is attached to stem from
0: absolutely absolutely the lack of understanding and the misperceptions of it all right.
1: who's open enough to give you those types of conversations yeah a lot of people a lot of people can't go to their dad or their mom to get that type of information
0: no they can't because they're you know they didn't have that relationship uh where they could do it and if they try it's uncomfortable um for me definitely like I, I, i i will just say that like i never felt comfortable having certain conversations with my mom because we didn't have we didn't have that type of relationship you know she didn't talk to me about she, I, yeah, she didn't talk to me about sex. Right. You know what I mean. Like I learned about it at school, and then from applying, applying myself. You know. So um, we didn't have we didn't have those conversations. The only thing she ever told me was don't bring nobody home pregnant.
1: Yeah, mm. I think that's like the, the black mama mantra. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. And I think my and my mom said a, num- a number of times she was like I'm glad I don't got no daughters. She said because I, I ain't trying to help raise nobody else's kids. Mm. Like that, that was like embedded in my head, you know what I'm saying? So it was like, even though she was uh, she was supportive and stuff like that of me and my brother, but I could tell that she was she green, she put the green light up for damn anything else we wanted to do, yeah, because she wasn't bringing babies home,
0: yeah. But I think one day my mom just said said it to me one day, she was like, Boy, I am not done. She's like, I know my son is handsome, I know, I know, I know you're handsome, I know you know how to talk to people. She's like, I ain't no fool. I ain't no fool. She just don't bring, don't bring home no babies unless you're going to take care of them and you're going to marry the woman. And that that was one of those things that stuck with me. Like, I, I ain't trying to marry nobody.
1: Right. It's, it's, it's interesting. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, being a people watcher and just observing the way uh, a lot of people move. And it's kind of crazy, man. You would think that because, you know what I'm saying, the world is split, man, and woman. You know what i'm saying like in terms of like what who's who's reproducing you you would think that we both sides will understand each other a little bit better but dude it's crazy who don't know shit about the other side absolutely absolutely
0: you know another misperception is that success is based on acquiring a lot of money yeah that's bullshit that's
1: success, bullshit just that's, that's that's by definition of what of what the word success even means it has nothing to do with money anyway you know what i'm saying it's completion of a goal yeah. correct so like if if money happens to be the goal, then that's what it is. And even then, have you truly succeeded? You know what I'm saying? Like you can win one basketball game, you succeeded at winning a game. Does that make you a successful bas- bas- basketball player? You know what I'm saying? Repetition. You gotta you gotta build yourself up. You gotta keep on. You gotta keep aiming for new heights and success. I don't even believe that true success is even attainable unless it's you it's your own personal definition. Yeah. Because you you're always going to have opportunity to learn and do more.
0: Yeah. I I just think it's based on the setting goals. What goals do you have in mind? That, that is success. But for, for someone to say that, Oh, you're successful because you have a good job and you make um, over $90,000 or something like that. How do you know, how do you know that's successful to me? Who told you that I said that that was successful? You know, I I never said that.
1: And how do you and how, and again, that's perception, though. That's their perception of what success is because for them, that will make them feel successful. You know what I'm saying? That's how they measure success. You think about like uh, back in the day, the, the, the speech was go get a good job, get, get married, start a family, blah, blah, blah. That was the measure of success for, for a group of people who didn't necessarily have any true measure of success outside of that. We live in a, in a time and day of opportunities where like success is people that are successful YouTubers. Absolutely. And they set the goal and they keep digging deep. They keep putting out content. They keep, you know what I'm saying, feeding their, their audience and creating the content. They're succeeding at that. You know what I'm saying? You got successful musicians. You got successful fucking auto mechanics. But it's only success based on, the, in my perception of it, is the, how they measure their own personal success. That's, all, that's all it should be.
0: Because you can't tell me um, I think six should be successful based on him having eight platinum plaques or, or 10 gold records or something like that. I can't I can't define that for you. And I can't even quantify that for you because that's not I'm not the person that's giving you the go like that's your skill set. That's something that you chose to do. So I can't tell you what you which you should be able to do and acquire at the same time. Maybe, maybe you don't want a platinum or a gold plaque. I can't, but I can't define your success for you. And and what success, what success is, like we said, is it's obtaining a goal, reaching a goal, being able to finish. You know, for, for a basketball player, like you said, winning a game, well now that he's won the game, what does he do next? Does he learn how to work on his jump shot? Does he learn how to come off the pick and roll better? What are the things that make him better to set him up for success the next time? You know, right. for, for us, what is it that we want to do mu- musically? Is it putting out two projects at the end of the year? Is it putting out four projects all of next year? What are the things that will set us up for success and uh, obtain to be to obtain goals, to be able to achieve goals? It, 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 it's never based on an outsider's perspective or, or what they think I should be doing.
1: Real deal. That's what I feel. I'm 100% with
2: you. Yeah.
1: I feel like, because uh, to me, success is an ambiguous term. Mm-hmm. it can be it can be quantified in so many different ways that it's not quantifiable you know what i'm saying you can measure it in so many different ways that the measurements don't don't ever add up they're never congruent to each other yeah you know so success is really like just a personal it's your personal stake in it you know what i'm saying where yeah. you name what, what is your projection how do you how do you view what you're doing as being a a, a vehicle for your success or towards your success
0: Another misunderstanding or misperception is that, or at least as far as I know, lions are the king of the jungle and they actually don't live in a jungle.
1: No, they live in a fucking, in you know, a so Savannah. Yeah, they live out in the open.
0: In the open plains. They don't live in a, they don't live in a jungle. Tigers live in a jungle.
1: Panthers, you know, jaguars. You know, so,
0: so yeah. I mean. That's a misperception.
1: That's I, I, I wouldn't even venture to say that that's just a misspoken rule. Yeah,
0: by some, some people who didn't want to actually do the knowledge and and say shit say what it really was. Yeah. Yeah, it, Same way people say that Columbus
1: found found America or discovered America, you know. It's history. Somebody just somebody said some shit and everybody went with it. Everybody just ran with it. Nobody did research. You know what I'm saying? And now we have like this 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 fucking monsoon of information available to us at our fingertips, people can kind of like, people can undo, you know what I'm saying? They can unpack all this bullshit and say, all right, this is what the truth is. Believe it or not, like the truth don't require your belief. The the truth doesn't require your cooperation. The truth is going to be the truth with or without you. With or without you. You deny it all day, but these are the facts. Facts
0: over here. Facts over feelings and, and the truth is basically going here. Here's what it, what it looks like, and that and then you walk away from it. You know, one plus one is two, two plus two is four, and you walk away from that joint. Uh there is no alter, there's no altering of
1: facts when it comes to the truth. It just is what it is. You can't because it's like think about like 30 years ago, 30 years ago in your life where you were, you were a kid, right? We both were young our ideas about what the future had in store versus what we know our reality to be. Them 30 years uh, gave us a bunch of innovation, a bunch of new ideas, a bunch of new information that kind of like, it kind of projected what we should expect for our next 30 years, right? But we're still gonna be wrong. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like If you think about it, 30 years ago, I think uh, Total Recall came out or some shit like that. what else, Back to the Future 2 or some shit like that came out. If you, Anything that came out that kind of had some sort of idea, it, it, it put ideas out there about the future. Like, right now, it's supposed to be super dystopian and... flying uh, cars. You know, all that madness. And it's only madness because we know the truth. You see what I'm saying? A hundred years ago, people thought that uh, we were going to have uh, uh, cars that were... Uh, that that turned into boats and planes. You know what I'm saying? They thought that we were going to have a, a rail system that, that was cross-continental. You see what I'm saying? Didn't happen. Happened. And that's only because of perception. Their misperceptions. They're, they were projecting their own ideas based on their reality. So if, if we were to say, based on our reality, this is what we can project our future to look like, we'd, we'd be way off mark, bro. Like we got, you know what I'm saying? We're, we're able to do more now technologically than we were 15 years ago. Can you
0: imagine what that would look like to people in the in the 1900s and 1910s and the 19s? Yeah, 1900s. If you went back and showed them the shit that we had now, it would if be blown you, away.
1: You could just like beam a, a a 30 minute video to them for them to watch. That alone will fuck them up because we're talking a 30 minute video. Movies weren't even really solidified yet, right? You know what I'm saying? And we can show them this is what the future really looks like. We got self-driving cars. Uh, we're able to fucking webcast. What the fuck is a webcast? This is a webcast. You see, right. this, see this thing in my hand? This is my telephone.
0: This is my phone. This is what you're going to end up, we're going to end up using besides that shit you got right now.
1: Dude, that shit hanging on your wall with the fucking earpiece and you got to talk it to the horn. It's going to be out of there, bro. You That's going mean? to be in a museum. Yeah. And see that's the thing like we our our perceptions our misperceptions are really just based on our attachment to our reality, and the attachment to our reality is the only thing that keeps us sane. You know what I'm saying
0: for me, I try not to be so far fetched though I try to be as realistic as possible uh what they say, plan for the best but prepare for the worst. That's pretty much what I kinda like
1: yeah just having a full grasp on what can. It- what's possible and what is impossible. And possibility yeah. is all just random. It's all, it's an algorithm. Possibility is based on the algorithm. You know what I'm saying? So like, whether or not you accept certain things, it doesn't matter whether you accept the reality. It doesn't matter if you accept the fucking, the notion that something might go wrong. Yeah. Just know that there's a possibility that shit can go wrong. It's a shit lot Shit of- can
0: go wrong. And then when it does go wrong, you can't be upset about it. You have to understand that shit does go
1: wrong. It was, it was that time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's the thing that may make you better along the way to your, to your quest for success or your, your goal.
1: And it's just really just having that grasp on it, but I think that's, that comes with maturity, though. You know, you're just having, having a, a firm grasp and, and a, a certain level of maturity to actually accept certain things. and Because acceptance comes with maturity. That's why young kids don't get used to change very well, because they still haven't matured into the mindset that certain things just are outside of our own personal control. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying?
0: Where do you think this whole thing came from with hip hop? Do you just think it was a hip hop community that did it where they said that. If you're over 40, you shouldn't rap. Where did that come from? Because you, I know hip hop is something totally different, but you have musicians, rock and roll bands, jazz musicians that continue to play until they're 60, 70 years old. So they can't do it no more. Right. Where, where did that come from?
1: That's an interesting question. Cause I don't think it's a I don't think it's a written rule. I think it's just a conversation that's being had nowadays. Only because hip hop as a culture has gotten as old as it is now. It's like what forty six years old or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, now because we have we're like we have what three generations of rapper that are still active. So I think it's just a perception thing. I think that until until otherwise, it's just talk. I don't buy into it. I don't subscribe to that. I mean, you got Black Thought still killing everything moving. You know what I'm saying? Royce still killing everything moving. Crooked Eye still killing everything moving. And that's just on that side of the spectrum. That's just on the lyrical side of the spectrum. You got Kanye yeah. still killing everything moving. And this, we're talking record sales. He's still like the most valuable artist on his label.
0: Did that come from the industry? Was that like something something the industry started? Do you? you, you, you...
1: So, I believe so. I think it's easier for them to make and mold and shape younger artists and hip-hop being the biggest art form there is you know worldwide it kind of like it, it's contingent on them to kind of like maintain that that malleability of the artists that they take on so to put that out there and say well if you're an old artist it's pretty much saying we can't we can't do nothing with you because
0: once you hit this age so we're gonna put a cap on it
1: it's just putting a, it's, it's playing subliminal messages in the head of the artist you know, Make you feel inadequate and shit. Make you feel yeah. like you can't do it because look at your age as opposed to saying uh, it's still an art. It's still a culture. It's still with or without a, a machine behind it. Like There's nothing stopping me from being a productive artist other than my own motives. So with or without a record deal, I, I don't give a fuck if they feel like I probably shouldn't be doing it. Who are you to say I'm great at what I do? Right. Correct. And people fuck with us.
0: Yeah, they do, and and that was the other thing. Is like, how, where? Because I, <clears throat> I always wonder where did where did that come from? Like, who said that it was okay?
1: That wasn't said back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Wasn't nobody like, wasn't nobody shutting out Run DMC when they were putting out the last of their albums?
0: They, nobody, so it was basically them saying, "We want to just get y'all out the way."
1: Yeah, pretty much, move, nigga. You had your time.
0: We don't believe, and then we don't believe hip hop
1: gonna be long, be around that long anyway. And and history has already shown that it don't matter what they believe, because nobody expected it to last this long. Facts.
0: And, and at the same time, I don't understand. That was a so that was the other thing, right? How did people? Why did people feel that way about hip hop when they felt the
1: same way about jazz music? Remember, they called it jackass music because it's black art that white people don't. The older white people don't want their young white people fucking with. They didn't want jazz to flourish because white women was hanging out in the black jazz clubs.
0: Yeah, doing heroin
1: and everything. Yeah, so everything that we do that succeeds bleeds over into them. Like, I'm pretty sure it's a middle-aged white dude who grew up on hip-hop, don't really get two shits about it as much as somebody who's like 70 years old and he look at his grand... The 70-year-old dude looking at his grandkids and they carrying around, you know what I'm saying, their favorite rapper sticker on their fucking backpack and they acting like their favorite rapper probably got a grill. You know what I'm saying? They just doing what what pop culture does with something that's big and the old man is like mad talk to his his some year old son like why you got your son acting like them whereas he's not even remembering or even cognizant of the idea that damn my son was into hip-hop when he was in high school too right you know damn
0: I, damn I used to like I used to I love blues music yeah exactly blues music spun out all these other genres of music gospel
1: country and everything else yeah, it's a it's a uh, it's, it's it's just a crazy dynamic, ain't it? Because of uh, I just I think it's just the the American aesthetic attached to it as well. Like I don't think the rest of the world views uh older rap artists the way Americans view uh, older rap artists. Like I don't I, I just can't see it that way because hip hop, as old as it is here, it's still young elsewhere.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and like you said before, it, it's just that machine pushing out that bullshit, you know, so we don't have to deal with you and, and make a place for you. We'll just push you out the door.
1: And also they know that with with age comes wisdom. Absolutely. And, you know what I'm saying? Like Chuck D, Public Enemy, just put out an album with last year or the year before. Like nobody want, nobody wanted that. Nobody in the industry wanted that. You know what I'm saying? But guess what? He's doing it on his terms. He's creating music on his terms. He's still an artist. He still got something to say. When, when Slick Ray put out his last album, I remember like, the, like the, 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 the feedback, you know what I'm saying? People were like, oh, the, the legend, blah, blah, blah. They was trying to sell the legend versus just letting him do him. So they want to keep on, like they, they want to pepper on the idea that he's old. Don't get too hooked on him. Don't get too attached to him, but he's the legend. You know what I'm saying? When, when little brother decided to put out another album, they're going to treat him the same way. You know what I'm saying when if most deaf and Talia Kwali decide to do another fucking Black Star album, they're gonna treat it like it's some nostalgia legacy act shit instead of saying these niggas still dope. And, and that's
0: the other part for me, like in the process for the people that are listening, support your favorite artists, whoever it is you like, just like them. Don't don't like them when a, when when the industry supports them, support them because you want to support them. If you that's really dig them like that be 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 true to it stand up stand on that support your artists go see them or whatever it is because you like them don't let the industry tell y'all who y'all like and who y'all don't like they don't they don't set no they don't set no trend we set the trend
1: exactly and that's was that's the part that most people are missing out on they don't understand the power of their decision making and their voice you know what I'm saying they they they're so used to like doing something make you know what I'm saying making a decision and they look back and say did I do good did I make the right call? Did I make the right decision? Oh, you guys don't fuck with this? You want me to go fuck with that over there instead? All right, I'm going to move over there and fuck with that instead because that's what's trendy. As opposed to like just hanging out and, and doing what works for them, dude. I I remember when, when uh, uh, oh, what's the name of that fucking album? Uh, this one, uh, the first Grave Diggers album came out. Mm. And I remember, and we were like, we they always called us backpack rappers when I was in high school and shit like that. We was the hip hop kids because everybody was on you know it's A Ball and MJG and all that shit, right? But when Grave Diggers dropped, me and my dudes were, like really on it because we was already on to woo. we was already on to you know what I'm saying. What they can, I mean, all this is still street shit though. You think think about it, it was still street shit. It was just a, a different layer of the street shit. It wasn't rudimentary street shit, and not no. that's not, not against the A Ball and MJG or the Ghetto Boys and all that shit because I I was fucking with all of it. But because, again, we're talking the industry planting this idea in people head that they can only fuck with shit that they're told to fuck with. It was happening back then, bro. People weren't really fucking with the shit that I was fucking with or me and my crew was fucking with because it was too hip hop. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And if, like, if it wasn't that street shit, it wasn't that G shit, why are you bumping it? Why are you listening to that? You know what I'm saying? Here we are fucking 20, 30 years later. Now people feel comfortable. Now they, you know what I'm saying? That everybody, we all in the same age bracket. We don't have the pressures of our peer groups making us feel inadequate for not listening to the same shit they was listening to. Nigga, I was bumping right. bong when they came out when I was listening to fucking Naughty by Nature. Absolutely. You know Tribe call Quest. All of that. I was listening to all of it. I was just, I was a fan of the music. It wasn't an artist that was, that. that dude, it was artists. I was listening to Gangsta Nip. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I was listening to Gangsta Nip. Most most people, most people that I know probably don't remember who that was. And that was probably the most, that was the darkest shit I ever heard. And that shit was cool as fuck. <laughs> you dig what I'm saying? Just because it was different. You know what I'm saying?
0: That's crazy, man. That, right? <laughs> that's crazy. But but perception, right? Or misperception of it all. How how, how can you tell what one, one person what to like and what to not like? Yeah. And their
1: basic you know? idea of what you should or shouldn't like is really just based on somebody else's you know, what I'm saying, well, my my friends don't like it, so why the fuck should you should you like it? My if I was to play that shit around my people, they'd laugh me out the room. So I'm gonna laugh you a fuck. You know what
0: I mean, I wouldn't give a fuck. I, my 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 individuality matters to me as far as what I want to do. As long as I ain't hurt nobody, nobody should be offended by what I'm doing, unless it is completely offensive. Um, just so many different things, man. Like when I. When you look around, it's, it's even down to your voting. You know, people get mad if a person is voting Democratic or Republican. And someone asked me, would I ever vote Republican? I said, I'm going to vote for the person who has the best views that can help the situation that we're in. It don't matter if they're Republican or Democrat. You know, they said, well, you, you should you should be voting for Democrats. And I was like, well, in the beginning, we were Republicans, right? Wasn't the first black person a Republican? They told me we'll blow your motherfucking brains out and kill your family if you don't vote Republican.
1: Most people vote according to tradition and habit tradition. Most most people don't even understand politics. They just vote according to, you know what I'm saying? Promote it. So they don't know what the hell they talking about half the time, bro. I I had these same conversations. I try not to even have these conversations because I hate to be the smartest nigga in the room sometimes though. Because like, bro, it's like, think about it from this angle. We've been, we've only had like our civil rights as a, as a people, just under sixty years or some shit like that, fifty-five years or something like that. Yeah, motherfucker can't tell me shit about who to vote for or how I should be voting right now, though. Because if you think about it, they've been they've been undermining every decision we made ever since.
0: Every decision, and 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 no disrespect to no party, but it seems like the Democrats do more holding you back than the Republicans do when you're looking By at design, some of
1: this shit. Bro. By design, bro. Think about it. if if you can if you can predict your enemy's habits. Because you help shape those habits, will you not benefit from manipulating them based on those habits? That's all they fucking ever did is manipulate us based on those habits. They don't. Nobody got our best interests in mind. They don't give a fuck about us. Not at all,
0: and they they do it to your face, slowly sh- saying certain things. It's like, yo, yeah, I don't catch on to that. But like you said, that's one of the reasons why I, I do not argue with people about those things because it's right. like the the lack of understanding and awareness of what people are actually saying to me kind of makes me different. But um You know, like I I, vote for who you want to vote for. I'm not here to I'm not here to stop nobody from voting for who they want to vote for. I just think that we should be voting for the person that can do the
1: most, the the most skilled, most qualified or the most articulate in that in that in that area of, of conversation. If a person can't if a person can't express those ideas in a way where it's at least tangible to the person that's receiving it. Probably shouldn't be voting for him. Don't just don't vote for somebody because they they dress slick or they talk like you talk. That's what that's how Obama got in, man. It was the it was the everybody identified with his blackness, but ain't nobody asked no question, no critical thinking at all. And no that's critical not- thinking. He didn't have
0: a game plan, and everybody was just. I was like, hey, shouldn't we be voting for this man for as a, a person with a game plan? Like, are we? Are you guys just voting because he's black?
1: He's a cool ass nigga. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and, and the
0: crazy part about it is they tried to say. Bill Clinton was our first black president. He ain't black. Man, don't get you no know, man. man. Niggas
1: love, niggas love saviors and saviors. Yeah. Hey bro, I got a piss. Let's pause real quick.
0: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are gonna take a pause break. Yay. Yay, yay, yay. We back. Another misperception to me. Um, I don't know if you have one yet, but or if you have one. All rappers, all hip hop artists come from the street. And they only know how to rap. UGK. Pimp C uh grew up learning how to play the piano, or was it the saxophone or the guitar, or maybe all three? Something like that. He studied music, right? His, his father had him uh study music. So if you ever listen to a UGK album and you hear the instrumentation, that's coming from Pimp C. He
1: he was their uh their creative director. He sung the hooks. You know what I'm saying? Play keys. help produce mostly all of their records, if not the majority of them, you know? Yeah. I think another misconception people have is that uh, in order to, to rap, you have to assimilate. In order to get into the rap game, you have to assimilate. And that's the furthest thing from the truth because your top, artists in every tier of it are all individually different. You know what I'm saying? Like in respects to style and substance, uh, all in all facets of it, the ones that are all the same are the ones you, you forget their names.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or, or they always remind you of somebody. The ones who are genuine, they always stand out. Yep. We live in a generation now or this generation. I don't live in it, but this generation now all of them are the same. Well, not all of them, but
1: they are just based on. Yeah, you can tell what tree tree they fell from.
0: Yeah, 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 and it's a lot of them. Like it's it's it's, it's too many of them. There's no originality. There's nothing mm-hmm. being done different amongst uh, the majority of them. Um, I don't. Again, I don't. I'm not listening to a lot of rap, so I can't. I can't name them all, but the stuff that I hear playing in people's uh Cars or when I'm at when I'm out at someone's home and they're just playing it where like I'm at these functions where there's a DJ or if I go to to like a, a bar or you know a bar slash club and they're playing a the music like a lot of this shit I I, don't, I have no awareness all of it just sound the same to me
1: same here and I'm able to contextualize things like I know what I'm listening to why I'm listening to it I'm and I'm never like caught off guard by most of it because I understand like that. Like the, the, the difference, the variety, why it exists and blah, blah, blah. So I'm not, you know, it's not lost on me that most of this shit is just all fluff. And it's always been that way, though. You know what I'm saying? Like your biggest pop stars or your biggest rap stars of that moment all had to kind of like chase a fluff single. The difference is it's the music industry. And we can't expect things to be what it used to be. The music industry has perfected what it has been working on for the last 30, 40, 50 years. That perfected the hit single. Correct. They have whole writer pools. They have whole producer pools strictly dedicated to making sure that they produce a hit single. You know what I'm saying? Anything else that the artist does, the label will help back it as long as they can put them down singles together.
0: Correct. As long as it can sell, they they will push it. You know, and it's it's crazy that certain people who don't get the music industry or uh, the film industry—they don't get it. Like there's a bunch, there's a group of guys who sit around in suits and try to tell you what, what is music and and what should come out and what shouldn't come out. Like, right. and if you're paying attention to it, especially within the film industry, to to kind of jump into that, they put out the same goddamn movies every year, and then people go, yeah. "I'm I'm tired of seeing this. I'm tired of seeing this. we well, go stop going to see it. Stop going to see yeah. it." Like, did the, the movies be trash?
1: And it's the yeah, same group
0: right. of guys sitting around. Making the same damn movies. They never do nothing different. You
1: know why? Because the money's still coming in. If you if if you you decide with your dollars, you're cons- you're the consumer. You decide. If we all if we all continuously ate the same bullshit at the grocery store, guess what? We're starting noticing that other shelves are empty because all they know is we're selling we're selling you we're selling s- snacks. All you want is snacks. All the people want is snacks. Ain't no you ain't no use in having nothing else on these shelves. Everything else will be just snacks. But because the variety is demanded, there's a demand for the variety. They know that there's a consumer for everything in that, in that market. They're going to continuously stock the shelves with the things that they know sell. It's the same thing with music and media. Same thing with, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you look at your YouTube algorithm, your, your YouTube algorithm is molded around your usage. You know what I'm saying? Your, your, your social media algorithm is, is molded around your usage. It's, it's like, well, you like big booties and... And, and, and chicks with big ass eyelashes, we got some more of that for you.
0: Yep, the algorithm will go find it and it'll put it all on your feed.
1: Like people be, and I was I was having this th- this thought before we started this call, like how people react to your uh, you not liking their post, and they 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 take it personal. They don't realize that the like button isn't for them. They think that the like button or your reaction on Facebook is for them. Oh, you didn't click like on my post you're a hater. No, that's not for you. That's for the algorithm. Because that way the, the algorithm knows that the type of shit that you like clicking on is the shit that they're going to keep sending you. Correct. Man, you can have the exact same friends on Facebook. They, let's say we got 212 friends. Whoever you click like on the most or whatever you click the click like on the most and whatever I click like on the most will make our Facebooks look fucking different. And yeah. there'll be just 12 people. So that's all that's all it's about man. It's about feeding the algorithm. It's the same thing with, with with music consumption man like you the music that's getting put out there the movies that are getting that's what i I'm, I'm gonna use the Marvel Universe as an example. The Marvel Universe proved to be so successful that the leading man doesn't exist anymore. The leading woman in the movie doesn't exist anymore. It's hard to sell a movie based on characters now it's strictly based on 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 the 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 excitement of a blockbuster. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, Tony Stark was a, a was a big character, but so is Spider-Man. So is the Hulk. So is yeah. Thor. You know what I'm saying? So it's not ever, it's not a, around, it's not based around a singular character anymore. You it it's,
0: it's based around comedy and, and, and action.
1: Yeah. Exactly. And is and it, the thing about it is is once you open that 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 can of worms, once you open up Pandora's box, ain't no putting that shit back in there. Nope. So you watch the rest of that industry. Watch the, the rest of the movie industry follow suit. That's why you got the DMC, or whatever the DM, DMCU, whatever DC the
0: universe,
1: that, or the DCU universe. Uh, you got. Uh, it's just a variety of different, uh, like horror movies, even start to follow that trend now. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the ones who step outside of that have to have their own movie studios actually to function. Because if you function in, in that in that system, you're gonna be forced to kind of play that game. Because that's what they're you, looking for. That's why you have the Annabelle's and the conjuring series. That's a universe.
0: Yeah. And, and that's what I was t- trying to tell somebody. Like, you know, they keep putting them out. I don't want to see that again. But why do you go? Why do you continue to go see it? If you don't think it's something that
1: you want to see, stop going. Spending your money. Don't put your money into don't it. Don't put your money into it. They stop making it. It's trash. And they start saying that shit fall off and diminish they'll fall back it's yeah the they'll game. leave alone. alone. people play video games they complain about madden being the same game over and over again year after year or call of duty being the same game over and over again year after year but they have no there's no incentive to change it because niggas keep spending their money you keep throwing your money at it guess what they don't think nothing wrong right they think they're doing something correct they think you like it they're looking at the algorithm the algorithm says that these motherfuckers keep on playing it
0: the crazy thing about the, alg- the algorithm is it don't necessarily say that that's actually what you want. It's just because right. you happen to click on something and liked it. Yep. They think, you know, that's, well, that's what, yeah, that is what you want. And you start to tell yourself to feed into that. Oh, well, let me click on this one. And for me, I put not interested every time. Not interested. I ain't asked for none of this shit. Keep the shit that I, lo- I like on my page on there.
1: Keep them ads. ads be popping up. All this shit off
0: my page, man. I want I want finance on my page. I want I want certain other things on my page. Don't give me that bullshit. The, I don't know consumer base. None of that. I, I don't I don't want to see motherfuckers fighting. I don't want to see who got shot. I don't care about none of that stuff. Like, yes, I do. I do listen to certain types of uh hood news, but it's from a certain types of guys who have a narrative, and they they do it in a arthritic. I hope that's a good word an authorized manner where they take it and and they're serious about the craft. They're like journalists, basically. I should say that. They're journalists and they report the news uh, the correct way. I don't, I don't like seeing all this crazy insane shit that just look like noise and nonsense, man. I don't click on it. I I
1: dismiss it. And that's another thing. Let's go back to what we were talking about the last time about how like uh, receiving your news and your media. If you think about it from this angle, because they know that they have our undivided attention it's already it's already a given i have a i have a timer on facebook where it tells me how many minutes i've been logged in and i log off after that timer comes up so i give myself like 45 minutes a day mm-hmm. so i don't post on there a lot and if i do post i start out and it always be some you know what I'm saying philosophical shit i'm thinking on or something like that i might you know what I'm saying add some some silly shit to my story or something like that but as soon as that timer comes up i'm off with it and it, that's my way of creating some structure. You know what I'm saying? Again, I it's I'm not it's not entertaining for me. I'm, once you once, once my brain opened up and I started viewing it from another perspective, not having an account for two and a half years, it, I'm viewing it from a from, like I said from the skybox now. You know what I'm saying? My perspective on it is like, dude, this shit is all it's stupid, it's minutia, it's it's, <laughs> it's worthless. You know what I'm saying? This is me, me staring at my phone for what? You know what I'm saying?
0: I forgot the name of the artist, but he took, um, damn, I forgot the name. He took pictures of people around the city or uh, along his travels mm-hmm. while he was while he was out, and he took pictures of everybody while they were on their phone. And what he did in each one of these pictures, he went back over them, and he removed the phone from the pictures. Mm-hmm. And it's so weird to look at people just looking at their hands, you know, or just making gestures like they're taking selfies and shit, mm-hmm. you know, and, and in certain pictures, it look like they're actually like praying to themselves or they're meditating and certain things like that. But and in certain pictures, they just look, they just, it just looks wild. Like they just pose.
1: Dude, 30 years ago, back to what we were saying, you would have never been able to convince me as a fucking 14, 15 year old that this is what the future had in store. You would mm-hmm. have never been able to tell me, Dude, you're going to be staring at your phone all the time. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean? You know why? Because all the phones I knew were hanging on a fucking wall or sitting on a table in the house. Because guess what? I left the house. I didn't have to worry about phone calls or none of that shit. All my interactions were person to person. You see what I'm saying? How many times do you see people walking down the street and they actually have a conversation with another motherfucker? Man,
0: how many times? I mean, I I walk through my my complex, you know, where, where I stay. And you go, hey, how you doing? And people look the other way. They don't even say nothing to you. Hey, how you doing?
1: Caught off guard by it. Yeah. The human, the human interaction aspect of, of our humanity is actually diminished. And it's actually it's only gonna get worse. Cause we're again, we've opened Pandora's box. The only thing that's gonna wake all of us up is a fucking natural disaster or a major fucking outage of electricity or something, something that's gonna shut all of this shit off for at least. EMP. Yeah. Dude, I told you what happened last year when the fucking uh when the ratio hit and all the power was out for as long as it was. Yeah, it was like like came to a new realization, and had a had a new refined view of everything, people's reaction to the, all of that stuff. It was like the, the I don't even go as far as saying the the, the threat of a a lockdown because you we let's all be real. America didn't have a real lockdown when COVID hit. It wasn't like the rest of the world. It wasn't like how it was in Italy. Or like it was in Spain, our shit was a threat of a lockdown. You like you can do what you want to do, but don't make us lock this shit down, right? Don't, you don't, know? don't, don't cross the line. Yeah, so that's we never really had to deal with getting our shit in order and deal with our humanity in a real way. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. it, I think that's, that's that's the type of therapy we kind of need, bro. As a as a species, we need that. You know well, uh,
0: Speaking of that, speaking of that. A young man that I uh I work with. He said when him and his group get together and they go do music sometimes, they don't because they don't have time to go to the studio. He said what they do is they plan a trip amongst each other and they all they all solidify it and they get together and they drive out to a cabin where there's no nothing but them and they and they and they just work on doing music and having a good time and catching up on things
1: and, and talking over some situation that they got going on. That's what I'd be talking about, man. That's what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? Disconnect, man, and, and really get dig in. Yeah. dig in. Families, that's that's like a family trip, bro. That's yeah. what family trips supposed to be for. Family trips ain't for taking selfies and shit. Motherfuckers take a whole flight to fucking to Barbados just so they could take pictures by the water. Just so they but, could take pictures by the water. They don't have no memories. They, not, they didn't make no memories. They could, They could. All they do is complain about the internet signal. That's mm-hmm. crazy. It's crazy.
0: I've been on so many trips where I I forget I have the phone unless something is going on so crazy that I gotta grab my phone and I gotta take pictures of it Well, I gotta I just want people to know that I landed or you know something like that. But when I'm when I'm when I when I'm traveling, I just want to be I wanna be out, man. I just wanna see the city. I want to I wanna get to know the people. I want to be on the town, I wanna be around
1: the locals and
0: enjoy the weather
1: and the food. And honestly, bro, and this is my perception, just you know, what I'm saying, living away from it all for a minute. that's really some big city shit, bro. Like, yeah, everybody's got a phone everywhere, but that's some big city shit. Like being on your phone all the time and not really having full interaction with other people and shit like that, and, and, and engaging in the environments. That's some big city shit. It's it's so wild though, because when I'm walking
0: down the street, I know a woman got mad at me even recently she she huffed and puffed at me because i said uh head up heads up get your head up get your head up and she looked at me like she was offended like i was telling her something wrong and i'm, I'm looking at her again like i could have slapped you and took the phone if i was if i was that in, in in need of a phone or if i just wanted to take a phone anything could have happened to you because all you motherfuckers is walking around with your with your uh, with your head in the phone
1: Bro, that's a completely that's a larger conversation <laughs> that's a larger conversation because I think again that goes back to like, the, the audacity to feel like you're entitled. To be uh, like you're that comfortable. Yeah, exactly. You, I, but without cell phones, Chicago is dangerous. With cell phones, it's more dangerous. Any shit, New York is dangerous with or without cell phones. Absolutely. Miami, Florida is dangerous with or without cell phones. Atlanta's. You know what I'm saying? When anywhere you have a congregation of people. That have the where, where the where the dynamic between rich and poor is so vast and and so broad, the spectrum of, of financial stability is so broad. You you stand a chance of getting robbed, killed, get your head knocked off, get hit by a car, anything, 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 because you what you you've multiplied the problem by however many people live there. You see what I'm saying? But most people don't think like that. That should be crazy, bro. People like when like, I be on, they feel like they're entitled. The, the, the entitlement is crazy. Super duper crazy. Because I be
0: like when I'm on a bus. OK, yeah, I, I, I do be on my phone because I'm watching something to get me through through my bus ride, yeah. right? That's fine. But when I get off the bus, I watch people and they still got their phone like right here in their face. It's right here, bro. And this is like, yo, do they know that somebody could just walk up and do anything to them, man if they wanted to? Do you know how how crazy that looks?
1: Again, but they feel entitled. They feel like I'm I have the freedom to do this. How dare you question my my autonomy, motherfucker? You in my way. And you're not even paying attention. And your phone worth eleven hundred dollars. I need that. Give it here. What else you got on you? Yeah. Give it here. You know what I'm saying? People don't. They almost. It's almost like they forget where the fuck they at, dude. They forget the elements of the other other landscape
0: just oblivious to the fact that you know there are still people out here that but you know what i think that comes from maybe 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 that's what it is maybe because we come from different areas Mm -hmm. maybe that's what it is and they feel like well it's okay because i come from this or i come from that and nothing nothing should happen to me just for being on my phone
1: i go is like what they say the most segregated city in the nation and which is i mean it has an element of truth to it because living there you know Shit. every village is a every every part of town is a village yeah but that don't you think that's because people want to migrate to where they people are i mean it, it i've seen it done differently in other places okay you know what i'm saying i think that what it is is uh it's it's traditional habit it's one of those things where because again redlining is a thing we're not gonna i'm not even going to play the game of redlining because that doesn't mean we don't have a, fin- a financial uh Flow to be able to turn that around. No, that that's not true. First thing we do when we do get some money is we move out to the suburbs anyway, and we've been doing that habitually for decades as Black people. We've been doing it because we want to, we want to, we want to mimic what we see them do. You know what I'm saying? We want we. It's a subconscious thing. If they're if it's good enough for them, it got to be good enough for us. Because I got money now. You know what I'm saying? Because
0: that that is a level of success if I live out there where they are.
1: That's their measure of success. Yep. Yep. So, like, when that's why, like, you see, like, uh, the Latino community all kind of, like, living together, but then yet they don't all live together because the Puerto Ricans don't live amongst the Mexicans. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Chinatown ain't just Chinese people, but the bulk of them all live in the same community. You know what I'm saying? It's an Asian community there. You know what I'm saying? Hell, even the gay community. Boystown is predominantly homosexual If we being real. Yeah, you get know what I'm saying? We're talking yeah. a demographic that's not even race based. That's just how the city is, though, in it it, 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 it allows for that type of division because nobody because it keeps everybody comfortable. You Know what I'm saying? You can be you can be comfortable in those elements. I'll tell you this, there is no such thing as a, a, a non thugged out gay person. So the same time <laughs> you do know what I'm saying, though. You get where I'm going with that? It ain't safer in boys' Town just because all the gay people live there. <laughs> you get know what I'm saying? It, now you got... Not, all you did was just create a melting pot of motherfuckers who gay. And you got you got Asian gays, Black gays, Latino gays, Polish gays, Russian gays. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. they're all in the same community. So if a motherfucker get his head blown off in the neighborhood, guess what? It's because one of the gay motherfuckers just so happened to be a thug.
0: That's a fact.
1: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's or somebody, somebody get raped. Guess what? You had a gay rapist in the neighborhood. The same type of the same type of crime can exist anywhere. You know what I'm saying? You're not safer just because these people share the same values as you. No, you're not. You're not. If that was the case, the black community should should show you otherwise. Oh, black man, people, we should be
0: richer than a motherfucker. Don't you think?
1: Oh, black people, are super conservative. We conservative as fuck, but you can't tell. <laughs> Dude, I, I, it blows my mind how conservative we are but we vote democrat we're conservative as fuck if we actually voted to our values we'd be rich as shit we'd be living better
0: do you really think we're conservative because we give up so much of our
1: cash to, to causes that, that aren't ours we're not financially conservative but we're conservative in our values we shared, we shared most of the, if you think of everything that Mormons believe in, we damn near believe in it too. Black people don't, like outside of like feminism and all of that shit, all of those external things that kind of like trickle the entire community. Black women want to be married. Black women want to have a husband. They don't want to just be baby mamas. You know what I'm saying? That's a conservative view. You know what I'm saying? Black women ain't out here just uh, in a hurry to go get, a, get knocked up so they could get an abortion. They were, were at, most black women have a lot of kids cause they, re, they don't believe in abortion. That's a conservative view. The only thing that they don't have is a husband. Sure. If they could they could get married, I guarantee you most of them, most of them would be married. Black men do whatever it takes to provide for their families, hook or crook. They go out there and do it and end up in jail. That's a conservative view. You get know what I'm saying? Because you're conserving what, what you believe in. We, we we're hyper-religious. That's a conservative view. We only think the thing what we have that's that's holding us back is our trust in a political system that does not have our best interests in mind.
0: And our love and respect and, and
1: trust in each other. And that's, that's just something that's been inbred. I feel like, I don't even think it's, in, it's been inbred that long, though, bro. We talk about it like it started in slavery, but it, it's not that old, bro. It's not that old. We used to get money together. We was flourishing. There was something, there was some sort of, I believe that there was some sort of operative in place that, that planted the seed of doubt amongst us. From from
0: my view in Chicago, man, could we could could we kind of give it to the to
1: gang culture? I I wanna I, I want to say that it's possible, but I do know I remember a time where what the gangs looked like when I was a kid versus what they looked like when I was a teenager. It was two different damn things. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? It was like the, the street code was a street code, but it was us self-policing.
0: Yeah, it it was. But then you get to a point where, yeah, drug money in and, and a lot of the guys were because I know I know a bunch of guys, you know, who would get money together. But once everything got broken down, man, it just seems like no one really wanted to no one really wanted to fuck with another group of people. You know, I don't know. I don't know where it, I don't know where it came from, but it seems like that was somewhere in the midst of it. You know, you got, oh, I don't I don't fuck with the south side or I don't fuck with the west side or. I don't mess with them guys because they Blackstone or those guys over there at GD or them guys over there at Vice Lords or whatever it may be.
1: But I think that was out of I think that the apprehensiveness to do like before drug money really became like the stake that that was in it. Like, I'm not going to say drug money didn't just happen out of nowhere. It was always there. But, but when it became like the major financial stake, I believe that is what kind of like created the 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 hyper division because now you're fighting over territories not because of gang shit but because of money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like the the distrust that the GDs might have had for the for the BDs or the or the or the fucking new breeds or whatever is completely different than it was when it was just vice lords and and the black peace own nation and you get know what I'm saying. Those yeah. those those divisions were really not those are out of respect for territory versus out of uh, greed for, for territory to sell on. You know what I'm saying? So like if the if the stones had different values than the GDs, the GDs understood that and they just they just mind their business. They stayed out the way. Wasn't a whole lot of niggas getting sprayed out sprayed up on the streets and shit like that. It was just, I'm gonna stay out the way. If you violate my set, then we're gonna have a meeting about it. We all gonna meet up and we're gonna come up with a solution to this problem. No yeah, more.
0: We're we gonna scrap it out or somebody gonna get their head blown
1: off. Or or just the shit beat out of them, you know what I'm saying to make an example. Yeah, but see, that's tribal shit. That's all that is. That's tribal. You once you take that, you escalate the tribal element by adding a a, a, a consumer based uh, capitalist element to it, which was the drug trade. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying illegal guns and drugs, and you also you turn that on top of his head by increasing the poverty rate. And how you increase the poverty rate? You take away fucking you, all the fucking good jobs left the city. All the good jobs left Indiana. Anybody who wants to make some real money, now they have to fight for the damn role of a of, of breadwinner in a neighborhood or a household that didn't want you there because she don't need you there because she, she'd rather take a little-ass check from public aid. From public aid, yeah. And your dirty money because, she, you know what I'm saying, the seed was planted. It's just one of those things where we're talking fucking 40 years of mastering this plan.
0: Yeah. 50 years
1: of getting this shit down packed
0: Shut down Baltimore. Baltimore, you know, like that was, that was a thriving. Yeah. That was a thriving area. And they, they, they just, they just decimated that area.
1: Yep. Shit. Chicago used to be, man, I grew up on seven, on, on the 79th street strip. I grew up on 80th and Carpenter. Dude, I remember growing up, it was white people in my neighborhood. I remember going on my grandma, over my grandmother's house and live on 71st and Union. White people in the neighborhood. And I watched them as they slowly moved out. I watched how like, the niggas who because it was moles in my neighborhood when i was growing up a lot of moles over there uh, i remember when uh niggas started you know what I'm saying joining sets and shit like that and it wasn't it wasn't nearly as what it became by the time i got to eighth grade by the time i reached eighth grade that's when i started seeing shit just fucking snowball into like chaos you know what i'm saying that's right around the time where niggas actually started getting getting hands on on heavy work you know what i'm saying and now you have a situation. Also, that's around the time when they started locking up all the OGs. You know what I'm saying? They started locking up all the OGs. I remember when Hoover was up for, uh, he was up for parole back then, and everybody, all the GDs, all the sets was finna come together and kind of like celebrate it. I remember seeing, man, they had took out billboard ads and all this old shit to get together and shit like that. The whole city was on, on. you know what I'm saying? They was down for it and they fucked around and didn't let them out. And it just fell right back into chaos right behind it.
0: it was that 90, like 95 or
1: something like that? It had it been like 90, I want to say like 92, 93, something like that.
0: 95 is when they, they just crushed everything, right? They, they just
1: smashed all that down. Because I remember even around that time, 8-Ball and MJG and all of them was like campaigning to get Hoover out, dude. Yeah, they had
0: came to the city, uh, went to the Regal Theater and all that, man, throwing shows, like went- ghetto boys and all that.
1: Yeah, because I, I on my 16th birthday, for my 16th birthday, I went to uh the chronic tour. And they had, you know, Dr. Dre, Snoop, the ghetto boys, all of them was there. And they, they the whole thing was like everybody was anybody who could fit in the building was in the building that night. And uh, you know, they was in between sets and stuff like that, they was talking about uh who were getting out and stuff like that. And everybody was optimistic. The optimism, it was like electrifying though, because you could see it everywhere. And then right behind that. When when they, they find out he wasn't getting out, it just changed the mood, you know, citywide. Because everybody, because if it what it is, like you take a situation like if Hoover gets out, then their leaders get out. You know what I'm saying? It gives them that hope, it creates that optimism. We get that structure back. We get to find out what the next what the next move gonna be. And we don't for have the,
0: for the people in control. If if we're gonna let them out, which we're not, we, we don't plan on doing that. One of you motherfuckers or ten of you motherfuckers gotta come on up in here. Mm-hmm. Yep. some of y'all are gonna have to sacrifice yourself if we let this man know y'all gotta give us something better. That's or what the made equivalent me,
1: that's what made me think like that situation with Yummy was almost engineered bro. I feel like that situation with Yummy was almost engineered. it was almost like their way of like plant i mean not to say that he wasn't already like uh you know what I'm saying on a path, but just the way that story rolled out and how it you know what I'm saying it became national publicized mood. and everything, yeah, it was almost like saying see what happens with these with these, these gang banging niggas. They even got the little ones out here being animals. You know what I'm saying? That mentality, they are trying to plant the seed in the mind of everybody who don't know shit about shit.
0: Yeah, everybody who didn't know what was going on would automatically look at us and go look, they're, they're wild and reckless and they'll kill us if we, if we don't lock them up. Yep. Yeah, I remember that. Definitely remember that. Cause I was just like, yo, that, he ain't the only kid out there that that happened to. There's, there's plenty of kids that that happened to. And not just that, y'all only grabbing the headlines because a rapper said something about it and gave, and gave it some credibility, gave it some life and some legs. And all of a sudden, everybody's running behind, acting like they're they're, they're involved, that they, that they actually care and ain't done. It was all built to sell news. I, I agree. I, I even agree.
1: looked at that, because like, right around that time, I think it was like in '94. Uh, this was on King Drive. I forgot the name of them housing projects. That was on King Drive down uh around 35th or some shit like that. When uh, Stateway, Stateway. That's on Stateway. Was on uh, Stateway was on State Street. I think.
0: Oh, he said King Drive.
1: Right. Well, it wasn't the Wells, was it? Ida be Wells on State Street too. What was it? No, the Ickies is on on King on State Street. So I think it was the Wells. Uh, All I know is uh, they were saying a a kid got dropped out of a fucking window by another kid. Mm. And that shit made national news. And it's right around the time where me and my brother and my mom moved down south. And I remember getting down south and that shit, everybody down south was hearing about it. And they thought, you know how like people out of town always assume because you from that city, you must know everything there is to know about the shit. And I was just getting endless questions about. What happens in the city, and why would something like that happen to a kid? And blah blah blah. And they would ask me about Yummy, like I knew Yummy, like nigga. The city big as fuck, bro.
0: Yeah, it's not like what you think. It's not like the downside where everybody knows everybody in the news travels so fast. We don't know what the fuck is going on over there. Only the people around that area in them buildings or whatever that have a clue of what's going on or what's 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 happening in that area. Right. That's, that's out
1: of my territory range. And that's something that like. Being as young as I was at the time and and actually observing it, you know, with the observable eye, just viewing people's reaction to it. That's what kind of gave me some sort of context as to like worldview. So growing up in Chicago and being around shit, you just again it goes back to being desensitized and numb to it. You just think shit normal. Yeah, you know I mean? absolutely. yeah it was bad. I knew it was getting bad because it was shit happening around me that wasn't that never happened before but to be outside of it and not even have them I mean cuz dude I was I would walk the streets down south and be watching my back like I'm in the city. And nothing going on down there either. Nothing going on, it'd be quiet as shit. You know what I'm saying? The air was cleaner. All the freak until- is chirping. Yeah. So it took me a minute to kind of get accustomed to that and then it gave me some gave me some context and perspective about like living in such a hostile environment ain't necessarily conducive to your growth and development as a man so anybody's growth and development it jades you it absolutely don't, it really does not prepare you for the the, the the resounding world it just gets it's all it does is it it, it traumatizes you yeah
0: and, and it makes it yeah traumatize you and desensitizes you because i know from seeing people get shot in front of me and everything it ain't nothing like the movies it ain't shit like the movies when they, when they do it but when it happens After it's done, all said and done, and then someone calls you and asks you about it, it's like you just go, yeah, he was such and such was shot, blah blah blah. You just talk about that shit like it's a normal day.
2: Yeah.
0: But from the outside looking in, like like you was to to hop to go back to what you were saying, like from from the outsiders, even what in the last ten years with all the murders and everything, right? When people talk about it, they make it seem like all of Chicago is bad. And it's these these pockets within a city on the south side, east side or the west side, maybe even the north side or the the, the north side where it's happening. It ain't everywhere. It's just these pockets where it's happening.
1: We're talking, again, a metropolitan city. I forgot how many millions of people live in the city of Chicago, but we're talking uh, a tenth of a percent of the people. You see what I'm saying? So if 300 people in the city of Chicago die over a weekend and you have that same, the only way you'll, it'll actually be in it. I'm not trying to minimize the death of anybody because the death is tragic for anybody who's associated.
0: Absolutely.
1: If you put it into the mathematical context of like how many people have to actually die for it to actually have a real impact, more people died from the flu that year. You see what I'm saying? Like five hundred thousand or something like that, and actually die from from gun violence in Chicago, and and we're talking how many bullets flying, and we said Nick, you know how hard it's supposed to be to get a gun in Chicago, just a legal gun.
0: More people die from cancer than than uh, than than that, right?
1: Yeah, you know cigarettes I mean? and all that. So, but it's again, it's about the narrative. It's about painting the perception. You know what I'm saying? And which becomes a misperception, a misconception. It's a, it's, a, it's one of them things that you're, you're, it's the algorithm that they're creating the narrative. You know Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's just like having a having a level of social responsibility, what are our, our, like, I think for me, I can't speak for nobody else, but I know like my role, I know at my age, I'm the OG. If anybody ever gets the opportunity to be in my presence, I'm not wasting words. I'm putting them on the game. I'm giving them information. I'm schooling them. Um, whatever I can to kind of like help uh, redirect some of that energy and give them some purpose. If all of us had that mentality, I don't it, don't. it ain't necessarily just black people, but if all of us, anybody who knows that they have some sort of life experience that can be used as a tool that can feed somebody else, why would they not do it? Other than selfishness,
0: it has to be selfishness. It has to be. What? Well, what else? What else would you base it on to have? Or, or are they just greedy? Just a, a, a hoarder? But that, that's 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 selfishness. That's selfishness. And
1: a lot of that's rooted in fear. You know what I'm saying?
0: That another person is going to do something better than you. And you supposed to want
1: someone to do better than you. Like they. That's see- the only way. That's the only way we advance as a species. That's the only way we advance as a species. Like what was? What was? What was considered to be nikola nikola tesla's finest work he may not get all the credit for it but his his work influences so much around us correct you know what i'm saying we, let's go back even further than that all of the work the egyptians you know what i'm saying the mayans all the work that they did for their civilization we can learn from you see what i'm saying we don't we don't know who to credit for it we just know that it was done it was so, done we, was never about us on the individual level but we live in a day and time that's self-based it's individual based the, the individual is always above the tribe now you know what i'm saying we live in a, a society that that's individual over tribe and that does no good in the grand scheme of things and I, I'm, I'm telling you speaking firsthand watching how shit was when the lights went out after this motherfucker, and a, a single individual could not make it especially nowadays because we're less equipped than we've ever been socially.
0: Correct, and and I don't, I don't think a lot of us stay around engineers or carpenters or anything like that. Anyway, so uh, you don't have the the wherewithal of the knowledge to to make shit work. You, like you don't know how to make Wi Fi work. You don't know how to make light or or create a structure a infrastructure where where lights go on and off. Like people, these are very.
1: We don't even encourage creativity in, in children no more. Man, dude, all, they, all we do is sit them in front of the fucking video game, put a tablet in their hand. Yeah, Those kids came and draw. Dude, I could draw my ass off when I was a kid. You know what I'm saying? I was creative as shit. I, I used to sculpt. I used to make. I used to take random ass scrap cardboard boxes and build shit with them. You know what I'm saying? All types of madness. My imagination was so fucking rap. But my mom and my dad, they fostered that in me. They put that in my in my life. They gave me that. You know what I'm saying? They, it wasn't so I wouldn't be in the way. Hey, get him something to do so they don't be all in the way. No, it was here. You might, you might find this interesting. I had a fucking microscope when I was fucking seven years old. Mm. I had a fucking chemistry set when I was around that age. I was one of the first kids in the neighborhood with a fucking computer. My grandmother bought me, and my dad had these magazines where i can code video games with and it was like a little random as rudimentary games but i would i had to sit there and go through the, the painstaking process of learning how to code these little ran, random rudimentary games until it was complete you know what i'm saying he wouldn't let me move until i finished it, it yeah
0: I, I know growing up they would give us uh they give they, they would give us puzzles uh the the jenga blocks it was different th- games. There would be different books and things like that for us to pick up, for us to play when we would go to certain people's houses. we just couldn't sit around and just look, look crazy, you know. And they, they, they did it so we had something to do while the adults were talking, you know, and it kept us productive.
1: Yep, Legos and shit, all of that. And the thing is, like, because – and it's odd, it, right, bro. It's very odd right, because we're talking – the very adults that are making these decisions grew up with exactly what we're talking about. And I don't even think they're aware of it. But like the very things that kept us grounded, the same things that gave us the imagination and and a sense of purpose. Most parents don't even provide their children.
0: You know, um, to go back on something, I think we were talking about parents and everything and and structure. I've been standing on the backs of others, right? From civilization to civilization. I saw some parents, man, who were jealous of the success that their kids were having as they were doing well. If it it kind of it bothers me to, to know that there are parents out there who, who think like that.
1: It's a it's a thing where it's a it's a lack of maturity, bro. Uh, consider this: to me, the worst idea you can plant in a, in a child's head so that they can get on to adulthood is, "Well, I'm gonna give my child everything I didn't have growing up." You don't. That's not necessarily the best approach to child rearing, right? So right. a lot of go into adulthood and have children and they do that and they give their children everything they didn't have and it ain't necessarily everything when they say everything i didn't have they literally mean it so because i didn't get to wear jordans my kid gonna wear jordans they kid don't give a fuck about jordans but because their mom or their dad that's all they identify with they do that video games all of these different things they try to they try to placate them with happiness as opposed to purpose and a sense of completion. So when parents put their kids in programs and their kids become athletes, a lot of the times they just put them in the programs as something to do, not necessarily with an end game or end goal in mind. So that sense of jealousy a lot of times come from the fact that they never even had those opportunities and their kid not showing the same sense of passion for it that they should that they feel they they should have for it because if it was me. I would have been like this about it. Or if my mom had the opportunity to do it for me. So that instead of them actually addressing the, the real issue, they taking it out on their kid.
0: Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Yeah. And I saw that. I saw that in, in, in quite a few parents where, you know, they would be pulling them out of programs or if the kid was good enough to do like a chemistry program or a science pro- program, they would, they would just keep them from it. Or they would tell them hey, it was time for them to go home or well, they couldn't come those days when the program was happening. So, I always you know i would just look at them and go like you, you don't want them to, to succeed you know and then the question the answers that you get come are, are alarming about it you know but it also lets you know that you know that they were dealing with their own issues and they're just taking it out on the kids
1: also you got to take into account too though like access to mental health uh uh help is like fairly new to a lot of people like a lot of people with access to like uh uh, psychiatrists or psychologists is something that they just now became uh, aware of because everything else was preyed on. You pray over it. You know what I'm saying? So like a lot of people don't know that they have, you know what I'm saying, mental traumas that they need to get addressed before they out here make, you know, before they make some damaging decisions on, on behalf of their kids. Yeah.
2: Because
1: that's another thing, bro. I've been, I've been feeling like this for years, bro. Like, I feel like the same way you need a driver's license or that you're supposed to get a, a license to get married, there should be a litmus test or some sort of licensing before you become a parent. Because that's one of the most, that's, that's, that's not just a single, that's not a single impact decision. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, you are, if you're able to have sex, you should immediately go get tested to see whether or not you're smart enough to even fucking be a parent. If you, so that means by the time you're fucking 12 13 years old you sh- there should be a mental uh litmus test let's find out whether you mentally stable enough to even understand the ramifications of just in case you get knocked up or you knock somebody up that these mm-hmm. are possibilities because we got too many people out here with kids and kids being raised with people who don't have a full grasp on their own humanity
0: yeah and they're they're too young to understand what 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 they're getting themselves into, and what the right. the responsibility that they're about to
1: inherit, man. And it's like, and I'm not saying that people need to be policed in that way, but dude, just for the for the sake of like the future, man. We are, if we're if we're supposed to be at the top of the food chain, strictly based on our ability to create and adapt, why would we not refine that and make sure that we we're making the best calls and decisions, as opposed to like just having people make babies just so they could be added to the tally. Cause that's really all it is, man. Cause every, every human, every human born, I think that the maximum uh, value, the, 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 the value of life, because everything has value, the average value of life for a white man is like $14 million. So that means that as you go down the, the, the pecking order, you know what I'm saying? That number decreases or whatever, the value of a black life, because we are not because necess- we're 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 more uh spenders than savers our value is like I think it might be like two million dollars a head for a male and even less than a, a female
0: I would be even less than that
1: you see what I'm saying we we don't even know how to increase our own value because all we're doing is pumping them out and and that's a survival mechanism though because most species when they're when they're threatened when 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 a species is put in a survival mode, the first thing they do is try to reproduce. to to sustain the species. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I think that on a subconscious level, that's what we do, bro. We kind of like just, we give up on actual trying to- Does
0: that make sense though? Out of fear, you you create more because create more means that you have to take more babies that are actually, that are endangered as well, right?
1: But I think what it is, is like on a subconscious level because our number, there are things, we have things that are threatening our numbers as a species, just as a human race, right? We have disease. We have prison. We have uh, personal Natural disasters. disasters and stuff like that. So if you think all, this is why most poor countries are hyperpopulated and most rich com- countries have uh, a stable population. Well, uh, I'll even venture to say this, like most poor people are more inclined to have more kids than rich people are.
0: Correct. I will
1: agree with that. And rich people have the same sex drive, but they have other things occupying their mind other than their own personal survival correct you see what i'm saying personal survival for some reason it goes hand in hand with reproduction you know what i'm saying because it's a it's a it's a biological imperative to replicate you know what i'm saying that's why chicken farms are so fucking full you know what i'm saying there's just something like I, i always think about this type of shit because I don't feel like a lot of people who actually even consider that they just go based on their biological need to to have sex. They don't even think about the what sex is biologically meant for. If it did, I mean, yeah, the shit feels good. It's supposed to feel good. If it didn't feel good, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be doing it.
0: Yeah. And I, I enjoy it.
1: I absolutely enjoy it. And the thing about it is if we're talking just a few minutes of uh, of contentment, that's a few minutes of happiness. That that goes back to the whole that go back to the whole drive behind it you know what I'm saying you want to kind of sustain that so we're talking like if you could go for two hours that means that you're literally prioritizing that over anything else that could possibly be happy for those two hours you know what I'm saying so if you fucking on a chick for two hours that means you ain't got shit else (laughs) you you could be doing with your time
0: Uh, or maybe that time that was scheduled for something like that you
1: know I mean, it could be a number of things you know what I'm saying? But like, we're but the, then again, if you're fucking for two hours, you ain't even thinking about survival. That means you got, that means you're wealthy in time.
0: That means I have, you have too much time possibly. Yeah,
1: exactly. Both of you, but poor people, all they try to do is get a nut off so that, so they can release that fucking dopamine get that dopamine release that, that, that brief moment of happiness and keep it going. That's why it's a lot of baby daddies out here. That's why there's a lot of baby mamas out here. Motherfuckers out here using each other for therapy. They not they, they fucking therapeutically.
0: Um, I will say that it, it can be good for exercise and it can be good for a, a stress reliever. Getting busting a nut is a, is a good stress reliever.
1: I guarantee your motherfucker ain't out here saying, man, I got work on my abs. Let me call this bitch. Uh, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean person on your podcast like that. No, do it. Do it. You
0: say what you got to say, man. We we talking our <laughs> shit. Um, yeah. No, I yeah, I
1: can
0: I can, yeah, I, I I can put in some time when I want. I can
1: yeah, you dig what time. I'm saying. But see, that's also like all, you you are at, at a place in your life too where you you can you can say you don't have the the, the stresses that would probably say, man, I don't need to be worrying about no hoes right now. I could be, I I need to get out here and get this bag. Cause I don't know next time I'm going to get this money. You kind of, you, you got some consistency in your life. You Absolutely. Know, I got consistency in my life. I don't, I don't prioritize around sex like that. But when, when my shorty come through, she knows she's finna get rocked. That's
0: a fact. Uh I, No, I just make time for that, for that type, for those type of moments. Like, you
1: know. And think about it. We have a bunch, we have an entire Especially in this day and age, there's an entire demographic of men, those incels as they call them, who are involuntary celibates. Who they would rather beat off than deal with women because they don't have the they don't have the construct to know how to deal with women.
0: They don't have the skills to so get to that point.
1: Um, to the
0: guys, it's like that, man. You missing out, bro. But keep doing what you're doing because it's just more, more,
1: more for me. So I think it's deeper than that, though, bro. I think it's like a whole, it's a gap somewhere generationally. Somebody's not communicating with the youth. And then and yeah, like, that, that just means
0: relationship-wise, the, the yeah. fellowship that they have with their parents or family members or whoever it was or their network of friends, they didn't build that.
1: And then the opposite, the equal opposite of that is like women who oversexualize themselves for what they can get financially from a man. That's the equal opposite. They're like they don't have this, they don't have the people skills either. They don't they don't even understand the value of a true relationship.
0: No, because they equate sex to money because
1: they're trying to they're trying to, I guess, survive on, on their end or whatever it is.
0: Social evolution. Yeah. That's we've evolved to that type of species now. Yeah, but God bless uh any other young men and women who have been uh sexually molested or had to deal with pedophilia or anything like that. So um, I would hate for that to be the situation that got you into a hyper sexualized situation. Man.
1: And whoever did it to you hope they burn in fucking hell yeah that's
2: absolutely the,
1: that's, that's the worst that's the worst crime you could possibly commit like any type of any type of crime where you make a person a victim of your own whatever the fuck it is especially a, a person who can't defend themselves against you
0: who's innocent and don't and don't understand what's really going on and you're taking advantage of them you're you a piece of shit Absolutely. Okay. Yo, my guy, are we good or you wanna you got something else you wanna
1: touch on? I think I'm good. I don't got really much else to talk about, bro. Okay. Um I think I'm good, bro.
0: And it'd be longer. it'd be longer than a couple minutes. So <laughs> it'd be longer than a couple minutes.
1: Yeah. It's all good, bro. I appreciate the <laughs> I-
0: my God.
1: I, like I got to spill. You know what I mean, just talk about some shit.
0: Hell yeah, I love it, man. It's always good though. I, I I appreciate your time and your energy, man.
1: Anytime, bro. Anytime, you know. Just send me the invite. Just tell me what the, what you want to cover, or if I come up with some ideas for some topics, I just text them to you. So I'm out there. I think we we touched just based on a theme. We touched on a plethora.
0: Yeah. And and that's the reason why I threw it out there like that, because I said, man, if I throw this topic out there, we can cover so much um, just by saying, you know, having that topic or that title and going off that, because there's so much you can you can you can wrap your uh, mind around or just speak on. I know there are issues for myself or whatever it may be, but we definitely.
1: I'll I'll Absolutely. I'm, I'm open to the idea that I'm wrong about a bunch of shit I said tonight. I'm open to that because I love to have a conversation. If anybody got, if anybody listening to this and you got any uh, comments or concerns about the su- stuff we talked about, feel free to holler back. No. Give um, me a
0: Twitter and all that good shit.
1: You can give me a uh, 606 S I K S O H six at twitter.com. I'm, you know, I'll, I'll have those conversations in real time with you there. Uh, you can catch me on Instagram the same handle 606 at Instagram you could just follow me on there we can have those conversations dm me we could go live whatever we can have these conversations i'm good you know what i'm saying i just like i said i'm, I'm a i'm a thinker i'm a people watcher I'm, uh, everything i say is based on my observation yeah you know?
0: i'm big think- on observation but you know i'm also big on hearing other people's thoughts. i like to see where where people come from how, and, or and how they
1: arrived at their uh their opinion or or percent Yes, sir. You know, and uh let's you know so let's have a talk man I feel like that's what we're missing right now in our community intellectual conversations. Yes sir let's move the nation man conversation move the nation yes sir remember the mission
0: statement when you striving for greatness god never puts you in a driver's seat if it's taken bung, we, bong. Are, bung, bung. we are we are out of here appreciate you my guy He's my dog. Yeah.